0: The Joe Rogan Experience. Train by
1: day, Joe Rogan podcast by night, all day.
2: Powerful, Mr. Herrera. Always good to see you, lad. Rogan,
3: it's good to see you too, for fuck's sake.
2: I want to play your song because you played your song the last time we were here. We didn't get a chance to play it on the show. We played it after the show and we were all like, holy shit, this is fucking good this is a goddamn catchy song like i didn't know whether or not it was just going to be a comedy song like i I know you're a big fan of music like you you got a beatles hat on you've always loved the beatles because i
3: like to keep my finger on the pulse of what's happening today joe yeah
2: you like to be on the cutting edge (laughs) the the newest shit (laughs) but uh play this song
3: because it's fucking good all right what's it
2: called
0: disappoint Uh, you further disappoint you
2: further okay crank
0: that shit
4: I must have forgot And I was gonna invite you To my favorite spot I forgot our anniversary Your birthday and of times too And I'm as disappointed as you are me You were the best I could do just to disappoint you You've just, just to let you down Even further I've not killing enough. Didn't care enough, enough. you didn't modest sufficiently. Oh And each time that I think of you I get distracted by something more interesting Whoa <laughs> nice. People say Is that for sale?
3: Not yet. We do a falsetto in in a little bit. It's really hard not to laugh. Let me hear it. You'll hear it. We we sound like two
4: cats. It's coming right now. (laughs) That's it. Hurt you.
3: Break my heart, but then I'll never hurt you. You
4: can't see? If I was dying of thirst, you would be my first choice to steal love of mine. But it looks as though I'll disappoint you, you fuck, and I'll probably let you down. To disappoint you.
2: You you Powerful Dom Irera, music artist hey, slash Holly master Marlin. Master stand
3: up comedian slash all around cool dude. He's the uh, musical director for Cher, and he's done like Pink Videos and Tina Turner. He's What's his name again? Holly Marlin. And he's a buddy of yours? Yeah. And you just decided to make this? Well, here's what happened was one day his 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 girlfriend, this is pretty funny, He, his, he always, he's, he's a real cad, right? I mean, he really is. I mean, he's, he's hilarious with women. You, you get a kick at him. Anyway. What this, is a cad? I, I don't know. Like a character. Okay. But it's but kind of a little... Shady? A little smarmy, but funny. Okay. And... Uh, he uh, he sent flowers to this beautiful girl in Israel, right? But his girlfriend didn't know she was beautiful. She just saw the and she go, "Oh, that's sweet." Then she Facebooked her and saw how beautiful she was, so she left him. And I didn't mean anything funny by it. I said, it's "Too bad. If only she had been ugly, you'd still be together." <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, "What a great name for a song!" <laughs> and that was the first song we did. Then this was the second, and then we just did this one, "Happy Birthday, Josh." Let me tell you about the, the cross dresser.
2: So you,
3: you've always been a fan of music. What, where, when was this? When did this
2: take place? Where you decided I'm going to start recording some songs?
3: No, I didn't really. You know, it's just because he's so good at it, and he's, right. he's a professional. So I mean, he like leads me through it. You know, I mean, I just sing and, and write some lyrics. He does the real production. I mean, he's playing. The instruments. lyrics are
2: funny. It's fun. Well, I,
3: I, I, my favorite lyric is uh, I get distracted by something more <laughs> <Just> interesting. <laughs> a, I get distracted by something more interesting than you. How fucking mean is that? <laughs>
2: well, it's it's so Damai too. Like, it's you re- if you would create a song. I mean, yeah. it's like your
3: sense of humor in a song form. But Definitely. Yeah, it's fun. It's Just, fun. To, you know what it's like? It's like going to ba- a fantasy camp if you're a baseball fan. Because I'm working with a pro. I don't have any pretense about being a musician, but right. I love it, you know?
2: Yeah. That's a good way of
3: looking at it. Yeah. Well, it's a huge opportunity. Like, what a cool opportunity. If you oh, yeah. enjoy making music. And he's real patient. Like, there's this one, the last song we did, I couldn't hit the note, right? And he's telling me, uh, so then I, I, so instead of singing more, I would try to be more dramatic, right? You know, and I forget what the, I, I, oh, I know what it was. Uh, it, it was something about... Uh, you you motherfucker left us all alone without a pot to piss in you motherfucker so instead of singing better i i i put more acting energy into it going <laughs> you motherfucker left us all alone and he just falls out of his chair laughing you know so it, it's fun Yeah, know that's a fun thing to do it
2: seems like and you're you're really like uh you're really into it like this is something like like you but you haven't put anything of this online no this is the first time. Like I was surprised at how good it was because you haven't, you didn't put it on YouTube. You made this a while ago. Yeah,
4: would how long? you
3: a uh, year? And you just didn't do anything
2: with it. Just hang on to it.
3: Yeah. Well, you know, I actually Philly radio and Miami radio have played it. Oh, really? Yeah. Which is really, in in a sense, a testament to like. When you get perks in one area, you get perks in the other because there's so many great fucking musicians playing banjos on a corner in New Orleans. And here I am with the balls to get, you know, like I'm, it, I, it just played on your show. You know how many, many people hear that? Hundreds, hundreds of At people. At least a hundred. <laughs> probably, hopefully a hundred.
2: Yeah, it, I, I've never. Uh, I
3: appreciate it, man. It's cool.
2: Yeah, I've, I've I've never had any aspirations to do like a music album or something like that, but I yeah. think you really should. I think you could do a lot of those.
3: Well, uh, you know, when we're in town together, he's got to go out out on tour with Cher again, but we we have fun. We just get drunk and and laugh, and it's so much fun that way. And there's something fun about not doing it for business. Mm -hmm. And if something happened, great, you know, but I mean... I don't, I don't think I, hey, I discovered this new kid, Dahmerer. Do you think that, how crazy would that be if you started touring as a musician? (laughs) It would be really (laughs) crazy. You know how fucking
2: nutty that would be? What if you like banged out like 12 of these, slapped them on a CD, put it up on iTunes,
3: it fucking takes off. Made it way bigger than my comedy. (laughs) I had to open for myself.
2: <laughs> Imagine if he did that. That would be fucking hilarious. Right. If you open for
3: yourself. I didn't know he did comedy too.
2: <laughs> He'd do forty-five minutes, start off the show, and then do do your music. Bring out the other guy. You you sing, Joe? No, terrible, terrible. I can't sing at all. I have no voice. Uh, Italian and Irish. You should be able to
3: mm-hmm. chirp a little. Nope,
2: can't do it. One no, of the no, things. No musical I, talent. Really?
3: None. Zero. Is it is it because you don't you know you fear it or you no you just really don't? Well, um, I do fear.
2: The idea of learning musical instrument just because I know it absorbs so much time, and yeah. I, I, I fear anything that I could potentially get uh, obsessed with that is pretty open ended, and like getting good at a guitar or something like that uh, yeah. seems pretty like, fucking open ended. Well, it's
3: like we talk about playing pool. Yeah, you want to be really good, you got to put in those ten thousand hours. And I think guitar probably, maybe even more so, I would think, because there's just like so many different, like with pool.
2: Like, there's a lot of different kinds of shots, but it's basically you're doing the same motion. You're hitting the ball in different areas, but you're kind of doing the same motion with your arm. Think about, like, all the fucking strings and all the motions of the left hand and then the right hand. They're combined together, yeah. and you're adjusting shit and tweaking shit. And then if you got a pedal like fucking Hendrix.
4: Yeah, but you
3: got to have talent, too. My, my nephew has the talent. Yeah, like he was finger picking Blackbird. Oh, and listen, fun. this is a family show.
4: <laughs> the fuck is this? The <laughs> finger picking. Where did I, get, I,
3: I, I Jesus Christ, you don't have bro, a, it's a seven early. second delay? What no, finger picking! You know my little son of a bitch, pedantic. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, um, so when, when he's got talent. So he was just picking well, it up. The kid early. has
3: talent. Yeah, he just picked it up. I mean, you could practice for a couple of years and not be as good as him.
2: It's a lot of fucking practice if I'm playing guitar. Yeah, I had a buddy, my buddy Dimitri uh, used to grow his fingernails extra long because he would play classical guitar uh-huh. and he would grow his nails, like his, his uh, right hand, he would grow them extra long and he would put like a coating on them, like a, like, a, like a clear nail polish all over him and he would do all of his strumming, like flamenco style and a bunch of different styles of classical guitar and he would do it all with his fingernails.
3: You gotta hear Prince playing While My Guitar Gently Weeps. With He's- classical guitar? He's no, just a regular guitar. I, mean, oh, I don't know, what he's, I don't know what he's using, but he's fucking brilliant. Oh, he can
2: play his ass off. That guy's crazy as fuck, though. Have you seen his new pictures? <laughs> where he wears the third eye sunglasses? Yeah. Oh, you. Son I, of I, I, I went
3: to the opening for the uh, the part, the opening party for the original Batman, mm-hmm. and it shows you the difference between big celebrities. Jack Nicholson is at the bar, right in the middle, of everybody doing shots, screaming, and laughing. Prince, this is. What I'm thinking, what fun is this in life? He's sitting there alone with two bodyguards, and it's Hollywood. Nobody's gonna bother you. Mm. You know what I mean? It was like something. I'm thinking, what fun is that to be alone like your prince? Big deal. Yeah, your prince not having any fun as opposed to a regular person.
2: Uh, he's a fucking weirdo. Uh, I had a friend who took a photo of him, and the, ball- the uh, bodyguard took the camera away from her. She oh, had like God. a disposable camera. He just took it. Cause she was t- and she had all these other pictures from her trip on there. This fucking asshole. Just and, they, takes and they just it. smashed it? But it was just, for what? Because he took a photo of him? Like, and all of a sudden, you could steal my camera, you fucking piece
0: of shit? That's why Biggie and Kat went to jail. Or not Biggie. Biggie, uh, <laughs>
4: <laughs> Biggie
0: Stardust? Suge <laughs> Knight. Suge Knight, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah,
2: some supposedly. They yeah. took someone's camera, something like that. but i heard that's bullshit too i heard that lady had her camera in her hand when she was telling the
0: story <laughs> she was at like 15 minutes afterwards she's holding the camera that she said was stolen by him. who the fuck
3: knows It might, might taking, have been a new camera you're yeah. good at taking pictures of people you got a lot of patience the reason i don't want to take them a lot of times first of all I, I just want to wait i said can you wait like eight months till i lose some weight till <laughs> 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 so well, my eyes open again not even that of a guy like prince i think it's just taking his picture at
2: all you know, I think that's I think the issue. it absorbs
3: energy from him.
2: He's fucking you know? crazy. You ever heard his uh, conversations about chemtrails? No. Yeah, we had this podcast once where we played it. It was, uh, he's talking about how they were spraying stuff in the sky. And uh, I remember when I was a child, they would spray things in the sky. And all of a sudden, everyone would be fighting. Oh, jeez. Like, he thought, like, the government was spraying, like, fighting right, spray. Yeah. the government's the that sk- powerful. Yeah, like, everyone in his neighborhood would start fighting and arguing because they're spraying shit in the sky. Like, uh, what do you yeah. even say to something like that? Could you imagine if they really did figure out some shit that all you had to do is spray from an airplane, uh-huh. and when it landed, everyone would just start fighting? <laughs> <laughs> do you know what a big news that would
3: be? Imagine how angry the pilot is. He's got to shit in that shit all oh, day. He's breathing that shit, right? <laughs> breathing <laughs> <in> angry <laughs> fumes.
2: Comes <laughs> home, they got to fucking trank
3: him as soon as they honey, how
2: was ends. your day? <laughs> Fuck
4: you!
3: <laughs>
2: they were trying to come up with a gay bomb. You know, this was an active uh, pursuit of the, the Bush administration. Some scientists came up with the idea that they were going to come up with a bomb. <laughs> and they were going to be able to drop it on, like, Iraq or something like that. So and everyone would go gay. Guy. Yeah, <laughs> for real. The idea was that this spray, they would drop it, like, near the troops. And it would, like, wash over them. And they would be, like, instantly in love with each other. <laughs> and they would lose all desire to fight. Abdul, come here, one second. <laughs> Give me some cock right now. Not
3: now. No more bomb. Only cock. Did you ever hear that there's like certain cultures that if they can get blow, kids to blow them, but it's not considered gay? Yeah. Yeah. Or what if the fuck is that? Who? Jewish. Who, 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 who rationalized that one? I don't know. Someone not that smart. Some sick bastard. Yeah. Well,
2: there's that, the Papua New Guinea tribe of uh, semen warriors. And this Papua New Guinea tribe, when they, when boys are young, they take them away from their, their parents or from their uh, mother, at least. And they live in these bachelor houses, and these men fuck them. They fuck them, and fuck their mouths, and fuck their ass, and they feel like the only way to develop them into strong warriors is they have to ingest cum. This is not like a small amount of people either. This is, you know, thousands of people practice this. It's very, very, very strange, and it's been going on for a long time. They're called (laughs) priests. They're way (laughs) crazier than priests. The new uh, Papua New Guinea semen warriors. Do they have a
0: documentary about it, and what is it rated?
2: How the fuck did you find that one, Joe? I don't know. Uh, I would say that it's probably X, <laughs> right? <laughs> or NC17. What's it, what is the difference between NC17?
0: NC-17 is actually plays in regular movie theaters. X actually only plays in adult movie so theaters.
2: So X is basically just fucking.
0: Right. It's just porn.
2: Isn't it crazy that you can go to a movie at a regular movie theater and people's fucking heads can be exploding? Oh, yeah. Think of the disturbing shit that you could see if you just watched The Walking Dead, you know? Yeah. I mean, they show people getting chopped up with machetes and shit, but you can't watch People Have Sex. You can't watch the one thing that everybody wants to do. You can't watch that. You
3: should at least be able to watch Two Women. You know what I like the older woman, the older woman, younger woman's say. your shit? I yeah. like that. Yeah. Mom, daughter? It's kind of sexy. Yeah. <laughs> they don't really, I don't, you know, I lo- you know what I love what they do? They have this little expose at the beginning saying that they're not really a mother and daughter. Like, we didn't know that. Oh, you know? right. Well, they sit them down,
0: they yeah. have their name underneath it. I guess because
3: of, for legal reasons or whatever. The it's, Russian ones
0: don't have that, though. If you get the Russian mom and daughters, it's real.
2: It's a real mom yeah. and daughter? But they speak in Russian. Yeah, how do you know It's real. It could be though <laughs> You know if People are broke enough They'll do anything That's the sad thing About pornography That makes it hard to enjoy You know Especially uh, if, you if you think about it that way Well you think about If you think about Like poor people That have no other option Yeah that'll fuck your head up Or if you think about People that have been molested And that's why They're doing pornography That'll fuck your head up, too.
3: Well, I stopped going to strip clubs because... I'm not saying I'll never go again, but because my my goddaughter is that age now. Uh, she, since, she was, since she's was, since she been, like, 18, you know, I can't go to strip <laughs> clubs and then have her come home and, and worry about her, so it really ruins that fantasy. I, no, I mean, because, like, you know, the fantasy of them, like, working their way through... they getting in their master's of, in uh, in cello and playing the cello at the University of Pittsburgh... <laughs> We were in Cleveland doing the uh, hilarities, and uh, some girl actually said that to a friend of mine. Then he gave her money. Yeah, yeah. She's going, she ain't fucking going to school. She's hustling money from you. (laughs) She's going out and packed to do Coke. (laughs)
2: I mean, I'm all for it. If anyone wants to do it, I think if it has to do, if I was a woman and it would was between working at Denny's or oh dancing, dancing naked and making a thousand bucks a night. But also I, you have to be a good looking woman. <laughs> you can't be just a true. woman. That's the problem, right? Yeah, that's the problem. But you could be like a little off. Some dudes are into that. <laughs> but that, it's
0: still, yeah, you, that's what you're selling. Yeah. That's true. It's a good way to look at it. They don't make that much money anymore. I just read a whole thing about how strip clubs used to be You walk in people are throwing money on the stage and nonstop. But nowadays that the strippers actually have to go to the people and try to sell lap dances like mm. It's totally changed their job. What do you think that is you think that's like
2: pornography on the internet like they have more access money hundred money. percent So like the economy shitting the yeah, bed totally but Does the economy affected comedy clubs that much?
3: well i think it kind of comedy clubs kind of slid by because people needed a laugh right so I, 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 movies, I, one of the movies it affected right
2: but i think so but then you wonder how much of that is attributable to piracy or just having yeah. awesome
0: tvs that are better than most movie theaters yeah <laughs> and like
2: always movies that you haven't seen i mean you could always go on itunes or something you haven't seen and you can get it instantly in your home and not have to deal with anybody talking and god the last time I was at the movie theater this fucking couple just wouldn't shut the fuck up it was so brutal. They were just talking while the fucking movie was on.
3: You now know Imagine when, how many less people go to movies now. Go a lot ahead.
2: less. A lot less.
3: Well sure. B- buy music. That's a big That's one. That's antiquated now. I had
2: Paul Stanley on from KISS. Uh-huh. And uh he was talking about the the dip in record sales. This is gonna be the first year where no band goes platinum. Wow. Yeah, there's no platinum anymore.
3: Taylor Swift. Well, Taylor Swift. Uh, <laughs> Taylor Swift went
2: platinum. Well, like no, I'm not saying
3: she did. No, I'm not saying she did, but I said, that she, what I'm saying is they had a big thing about her this week that she's actually still selling albums. Or Yeah, because did, people who like
2: her are too fucking stupid to have a computer. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. I'm just kidding. She's hot, you know, though. Just, she's beautiful. I don't even know what her music is, honestly. I'm just talking shit. Maybe she's I'll team funny. up
3: with her, Joe. I think
2: Kanye was right the whole time. I don't know. <laughs> Fuck all that. I'm sure she was right. Just the way he did that. That was one of the <laughs> douchiest things a person's ever was that, done.
3: Was that who he went on stage to? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He well, took the microphone cool.
2: away from her and said, I'm going to let you finish. But first, I just want to say, but Beyonce had the best music video of all time. Of all time. Like, whoa. The fact that you think that you're import- your opinion is so important that you interrupt someone while they're getting that's an award. That's terrible. Yeah. Not only that, who the fuck can say whose video is better than who? Like, there's going to be videos that you love, and I love you. But there's going to be videos that you love that I think are dog shit. Right? That's just the way yeah, it is. There's going to be stuff that I like. Just You're going to think it's terrible. You, there's going to be stuff that I'll go out of my way to listen to. And you'd be like, Jesus fucking Christ, we turn that off? Yeah. We're, we all have different tastes. So anybody that thinks like their taste in music video is more important, that yeah. said that Beyonce video was
0: pretty dope. Yeah. And I would fuck Beyonce before her any day.
2: That's oh, good. yeah. I don't, I don't Without think a doubt. doubt. Does
3: Beyonce have a choice in this? Without a <laughs> no. doubt. She Beyonce's she ass out of
0: control. mm
2: no, she doesn't have a choice in in Brian's <laughs> special secret <laughs> special fantasy world. No, why would she have a choice? That would fucking ruin everything. Oh, sorry, was yeah, She's supposed to be magically attracted to him.
3: Yeah. I always love that. You know, we're we're allowed to. My my husband and I were allowed to fuck two people: me, Al Pacino, and her. <laughs> like you know, like Al. Well, does Al have a say in this? <laughs> I, I. This is how I
2: picture it. I picture Brian in a, a magical bathrobe. He steps out and he just looks at the two of them: Beyonce, Taylor Swift. and goes. You. <laughs> and it t- takes him into a room, and they have Taylor to. Swift. So depressed. A, it's clouds everywhere. He lives in a fantasy. Ties a her fantasy. up, butt up in the air. Tied ties up. her up. Yeah. Why ties? Are, you don't want to tie people up, dude. It's that gets it's a slippery slope. Yeah. Did you hear? Artie Lang got in trouble because yeah. he said some. Uh, there's some beautiful actress. He said something like he would want to have her as his, his uh, slave or something along those lines.
0: He did a lot of stuff back and forth on Twitter. I heard. I was in Toronto, so I you get
3: yeah. in trouble Twitter.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Not anymore people have lightened up over the last couple of days It used to be that you could fucking lose your job, but now um, um now people are just they're way more cool on Twitter Oh, okay. no one's arguing anymore <laughs> It ended everybody realized calling people names on Twitter's fucking pointless. So it just ended.
3: I Don't do that man
2: <laughs> He um, I don't know what he said but he apologized and he, he apologized to her if he hurt feelings, but not to anybody that was asking him to apologize He was like fuck you like this fucking PC is gonna be the death of funny It's like where a guy can't just fuck around and say something like that like of course He thinks slavery should be illegal. Of course. That's going out on a limb. This would <laughs> I'm crazy like that, bro. <laughs> of course he would think that the idea of him enslaving her is fucking
3: ridiculous But he's
2: just trying to be funny That's all he's trying to do. Like, it's never going to happen. It didn't work. He missed. He missed the mark. But he's just trying to be funny. That's all it is. Artie Lang loses at midnight appearance. Banned from ESPN after tweets. Wow, they banned him from ESPN. Jesus
3: Christ. What would he be? Let's, Let's
2: read the tweets. This chick on ESPN's... Oh, she's on ESPN. ESPN's first take is so fucking hot," he said, trying to maintain erection jerk off to chick on first take. But they keep cutting back to Stephen A. Smith and the white guy. <laughs> Frustrating.
4: <laughs> Skip, Skip Bayless. <laughs>
2: okay, here it goes. It's official. Co- That's it. Wait a minute. No, 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 That's not what he said. There's more. He, yeah. What are the? Did they not print the slave quotes? They. Qu- oh my God! Look at that. They're so scared. Yeah. They didn't print the slave quotes. What did he say? What was the slave there, quote?
0: Wolf, f- more. Oh here. What's the safe quote?
2: Uh, oh, no, they did take it out. Again. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, they took it out. Yeah, we could probably find it on another. Okay, phone. let's find it. Yeah, That's, that hurts my head. Uh, look, what he did was not funny, uh, but he the first shit was funny, trying to ma- maintain my erection. Yeah, you know a show?
3: Have you ever seen that show? No. She's really hot. Carrie Champions, her name. She's a black chick. Beautiful. I saw a photo of her. She's beautiful. Yeah, she's beautiful. But, um, you know,
2: look. The first stuff was funny. He he fucked up. But, I mean, who knows? You might have been drunk. Who knows what the fuck was going on. <laughs> the, uh, the I attempt board. to whip... Oh, wait a minute. No, before it was... Uh, there was a thing before that. Right. It eventually got worse. But I thought he had a... Um, there was something about owning her. Oh, I attempt to whip Carrie Champion because she disrespected the Jefferson Plantation, but she grabs a whip and beats me. I come like a fat founding father. <laughs> come on, that's funny. After hearing... After having eight illegitimate kids together, Carrie Champion and I marry at the Knights of Columbus in <laughs> Linden, New Jersey. Problem with that? F off. <laughs> Amid inevitable. Oh my God! Amid the inevitable racist, sexist, misogynist backlash, Lang played the "it's comedy, folks" card. Come on, do people really think that that's not funny?
3: Well, of course, that's it's not to funny
2: que- It's about her beating him.
3: How could you think it was and he serious? Comes.
2: And then I thought it would be funny to tweet jokes about the observation and decision, which might be the end of modern comedy. His comments were incomprehensible. Let's see what they said. And no one should be subjected to such hateful language, wow. ESPN said in a statement. Per Sports Illustrated, they objectify and demean one of our valued employees under the thin guise of comedy and are offensive to all of us. We will not dignify them with any other comment. Wow tricky question i would rather load trucks for a living than ever apologize for one of these awful to one of these awful pc groups ruining the country wow that is not that bad man what he said was just funny yeah
0: i thought it was way worse than that
2: i gotta take that seriously so my apologies extend to bigger group of people uh if that's true and it's because she's no liar i have to think okay i don't know what that means I hate that we have to cater to idiots, but the thought of some woman scared for her her well-being because of a joke is something I can't stand. Okay. I... Look, he was just trying to be funny. And that's something a guy would say to a guy. Like, yeah. if we were all hanging out. You know what was, I'd like to do to yeah. her? Well, this is my fantasy. Uh, you know, I grab yeah. the whip and she beats me with it and I come like a fat <laughs> founding father. I mean, we would be laughing. Yeah. If I he like said the idea that. of
3: him jerking up and they keep switching back yeah. to the two guys. Just as he's about to come, you see Stephen A. Anderson and... uh You ever see that show? No, I've never seen it. Oh, all I do is argue. It's, it's hilarious. <laughs> It's it's fucking frustrating. I mean, he's funny. It thought that was funny. And he didn't mean
2: that he wanted her to be a slave. I mean, he can't joke around, to, I guess the disrespect in the Jefferson Plantation was a little harsh, but fucking Christ, he's just trying to be funny. That's it.
0: I can't believe that's it. I thought it was going to be way worse than that one. you know,
2: we're we are at a weird stage in this society. We're at a weird stage
3: where you can't fuck around anymore. You can't say fucked up things anymore. Charles Barkley says that about like, you know, he says stuff that white guys would get fired for in a second <laughs> and he's, and he's smart and he's right. Would well, you hear what Roy Jones junior called Hopkins? This last, uh, last fight?
2: What? He was doing the intro. They were talking about, uh, Hopkins. Hopkins is 49, almost 50. I know. he be 50 in two he lost months. lost the other day, right? He lost, yeah. but he lost to one of the most dangerous fucking guys ever, and he was the only guy to last a distance with this guy. Oh. And he tagged the guy a few times, but the guy, the guy's very dangerous. This Russian cat is fucking, he's, uh, he's really, really, really fucking good. Anyway, Roy Jones Jr. is doing the intro, and he said, uh, he br- was talking about how clever Hopkins is, and he said that he's an old coon. Mm-hmm. And what he means by that is, like, uh, if you're, especially, like, if you're a, a southern boy, like, um, Roy Jones Jr. is a southern man, I should say. Pardon me. Didn't mean boy. It's like, but I don't want to get fired. But, um, if you're, uh, if you're, like, used to being, like, sort of a, a, a woodsy, backwoods kind of guy, raccoons are very clever. and yeah, old, yeah. old raccoons are, like, especially right. clever. And you go coon hunting. I mean, it has nothing to do with black people. Right. I mean, Roy Jones is black. So he got away with saying that. Right. But could you imagine if, like... Someone else, like Jim Lampley, who's doing the, the thing with him, if he said, Bernard Hopkins is an old coon, <laughs> yeah. like, holy shit would
3: it come down on him. My God. Well, you know what would have gotten fired today is, look at that little monkey run. Yeah. Cassell, he would have been out in a second. God, that's right. Howard Cosell said that. One, six, what fucking game was that? What game I, I was that? I think it that was, was the Colts. I think it was Joe Washington. I'm, I'm not... It was, a football, it was Monday Night Football, so... See if it, you could pull up the audio of that. There's a lot of exposure. Oh I mean, the whole country heard it. What did they say? Did people, was there a backlash? <laughs> uh, I think later, after a while, but it was A few years? Yeah, but <laughs> it wasn't an immediate... I mean, the Al Camp, Campanis thing was immediate, and the Jimmy the Greek thing was immediate. Al, I don't know. I'm not aware Al of the Al Campañas Al Campanis said uh, that blacks don't have the necessities to be in management, and... Uh, and what Jimmy the Greek said and this is where Barkley cut in and said uh, cuz Barkley's a buddy of mine and he was saying to me he goes, you know let's face it people were slaves they would buy the strongest slave you know he said he said that's that's part of the sad reality of it that when you're going to buy somebody and it's so hideous that you even the thought of it and Charles said you know well look you're going to get you're going you're going to get Joe Buck not Willie the worm you know as yeah. far as a guy working and that's what he said that's, that's what Jimmy the Greek meant by it they, and when he said they were bred for it, you just got, you can't say shit like that when you're white. Yeah.
2: I mean, you, if he yeah. was a black guy and he said the same thing, it would be very different. Let's hear Let's hear
4: Cosell.
1: Let's
2: but that's the
3: Redskins this is
2: not the right thing Brian yeah,
0: it's coming up. really but from the
3: beginning as he certainly he certainly does a wow what a beautiful takedown defense well, you know what? That, that's that's a different one than I was thinking. That's good one, enough. Cause, oh, yeah. It's, this, I think it proves <laughs> the point. Because I mean, the one I was thinking was Cassell says, look, get that little monkey run. So he called people little monkeys more than once. Apparently.
2: Yeah, kept his job. Was that Cassell then? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that sounded like Cassell. Kept his fucking job, even though he's calling people monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> Where, it's weird times when it comes to jokes, at least. I mean, there's weird times when it comes to sports announcers, too. A lot of those guys get in trouble for a lot of shit. You know, a lot, yeah. of, so, a lot of things like oh, yeah. sports announcers, they get fucking fired for anything that's even remotely controversial. Like, look, buddy, we got a fucking hundred dudes waiting behind the line here. As soon as you fuck up, we got another guy who can talk yeah. like this. It's not that hard, bottom of the fourth, 19th, <laughs> down, rah, 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 rah. they can say a bunch of shit in that sort of sports guy tone. There's, it All they have to do is be really knowledgeable about yeah. sports. There's a lot of those guys out there. Oh, yeah. I mean, how many fucking guys sit at home and they watch, like, Monday Night Football and they're like, I can fucking do that. I know as much or more about fucking football. Look how easy
3: it was for Dennis Miller. It didn't really work out. No, I'm kidding. He was horrible. Well, he was trying to, like, write jokes. Well, not only that. Look, I like Dennis personally, and I think he's really brilliant in some ways, but... He's not right for football. He was making references like, you guys are sitting in a bar in Pittsburgh. He's making references about the Tigris and Euphrates rivers <laughs> and about the Rosetta Stone. And they don't go, what the fuck's he talking about? You know. He had some good lines. He had some yeah, good lines. But Somebody I mean, they posted them up they, the other night. They were not Monday Night Football lines. No, no. They were good stand-up lines. Yeah, very good. Well,
2: I think the idea was that they were just going to try to ch- do something new. Mm-hmm. And the, is
3: Miller a football fan? Very big football fan. Big, huh. big Steelers fan
2: you got to be a football fan. Like If you're going to be a football fan and do commentary, though, you've got to know everything about so many fucking teams. I mean, think about how many, yeah. people, how many people are on a football team.
3: Well, 11, 11 play at once. 11 11 on play side. and then backups. 11-11. About, about 40 or 50. 40 or 50. Like, that make the final cut. So
2: you kind of have to have some knowledge on almost everybody on the team. And
3: how many teams you have? Uh... Was it 32? I don't know. Ugh,
2: Jesus
4: fucking Christ.
3: Uh, That's a lot of people you got to remember. No, it is. But, you know, you really have to remember the main guys. And the, can you always see you have charts right in front of you telling mm-hmm. you? Because you can, couldn't possibly keep up with it because football is so, so different than other sports. Injuries are a major factor. And you can start off with an offensive line and by the end of the year have a completely different offensive line because they well, all get hurt. The UFC has a big problem with that, too. I'm huge, sure they do. Huge yeah.
2: injury problem. We're just this this upcoming one in Mexico City this weekend was supposed to be Cain Velasquez versus Fabricio Verdun, but Kane just tore his knee. And Kane has only fought I think two times in the last three years. I, I, I might be I might be incorrect about that. But it's close. Are you Something doing like that? that? Yeah. But the um the replacement is Mark Hunt, so Mark Hunt came in. Now he's going to be fighting Fabrizio Verdum. It's because of the injury. Yeah. And then there was other another fight on the card where Diego Sanchez was supposed to be fighting Joe Lozon, and both of those guys got injured, both of them. So they had to cancel that fight
3: as See, well. That sucks. That's only one guy. Yeah. And and here's the, the that guy would be comparable to a quarterback in football because without the quarterback. You're hurting more You're hurting. so because you could have a backup quarterback, but you can't have a backup yeah,
4: heavyweight
2: champion right Kane's the champion Yeah, so what they're gonna do is they're gonna fight for the interim title because of the fact that Kane has been getting injured so much Fabricio Verdum and um, Mark Hunt will fight and the winner will be the interim heavyweight champion then once Kane is healed up if he can fight again. And when I say if, I say it because he's been injured so many times. He's had two shoulder surgeries. He's had at least one knee surgery. This is at least one, but I think he might have had another one in the past because he hurt his knee before uh, he fought um, Junior Dos Santos the first time and lost. He, he got knocked out. And one of the reasons why he got knocked out, he couldn't move right. Yeah. His knee was pretty fucked up. I mean, there's a video of him injuring it in training. It's like these guys, some of these guys, they go so hard training that their body just can't keep up
3: i love the way they, the uh, announcers are so blasé and nonchalant about it you know there was this guy named drew uh, bledsoe who got i think he had like a, a his spleen was ruptured and he's having internal bleeding and they're acting like well you know we don't know if he'll be back next week so <laughs> like cause if, if it was you you go oh my god my spleen is
2: bleeding you know? yeah, can you imagine you break your spleen it bleeds into your body cavity they have to drain it out i guess
3: do i don't do? know let it, your body absorb it what happens, did Brian? You should know,
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, Doctor
2: Brian. So <laughs> did you say? Dr. Do, you,
3: do you remember when Joe Thiesman broke his leg? Broke
4: I remember hearing cycle? about it. Okay, it was so wasn't.
3: fucking amazing because the guy, the guy who Lawrence Taylor, one of one of the best football players ever, turned in from from a warrior to a little little kid, like scared. He went. He looked at him and he saw the bone coming out of his ankle and he just went you know crazy Eech. you know to get him help it was like so brutal
2: Yeah b- injuries like that are scary I've seen them a few times in MMA breaks I've seen uh, two guys break their arm two guys break their leg like break snap in half which is pretty amazing when you consider how many fights I've seen yeah. I've probably seen it's probably close to 1500 fights it, it's at the very least it's well over a thousand and Two times I've seen a guy throw a leg kick and get checked. What check means is you lift your leg up so that when he kicks you, instead of kicking the meat of your thigh, he actually hits your knee or your upper shin bone, and it a lot of times can really damage the opponent's ne- uh, leg. And on rare occasions, it causes the leg to break. They do it on a purpose? Yeah, yeah. yeah wow. They check it. Because if, you, uh, if someone's kicking you, say if you're standing up and you're fighting and someone kicks your legs, the shin bone slams into the, the meat of your leg and it instantly bruises. And not only that, a lot of times it'll cause hemorrhaging inside, internal hemorrhaging. Because a shin bone, especially when properly delivered, is, it might as well be like a baseball bat. You're just slamming it in. Wow. And you think about all the power that you have in your thighs and your hips and your body weight. You're carrying around your weight all day. Right, you're, You can run upstairs. I mean, you can't do shit with your arms. I mean, imagine if you had to walk everywhere in your hands. God, you'd fucking be tired instantly. So yeah. you got amazing power in your legs, right? And then you're using that to swing your fucking shin around. This big, heavy bone that carries your weight around all day. And you just wham, slam that right into the meat of someone's leg. Oh. It's so fucking painful. And sometimes guys get hit there two, three times. And in order to stop that you check it so you lift your leg up and as the guy's swinging you lift your leg up like this and his shin slams into your knee or slams into the bone right below your knee which is considerably thicker than the middle of your shin which is where you usually make impact or the lower shin especially right. and sometimes guys legs just break so they throw a kick and it hits the shin it just goes crank it you, just you hangs seen that loose. live I've seen it live twice Holy well shit. I've seen it on television once as at least once as well. I've seen it many times on YouTube videos. I mean, it's probably happened dozens of times, but big fighters like Pele, who's a famous Valley Tudo fighter. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was fighting a guy, threw a leg kick, his leg snapped Anderson Silva, a guy named Corey yeah. Hill. I so know. Anderson Silva was a bad one. That was an ugly one. Uh, Corey Hill's another one. Well, Corey Hill was scary because the fucking referee didn't know what happened. I saw it and I was screaming, like, S- "You stop the fight. You got to stop the fight. Because like, the referee didn't see it because sometimes the referees looking at a fighter and a fire throws a kick and the referees concentrating on one area right. you know like maybe where punches are landing or and sometimes they miss stuff just human nature and uh, the the uh the guy who was fighting um recognized it but corey uh you know corey was down and his leg was all twisted up, and the
3: referee hadn't seen it yet. Would the guy who was fighting just back off?
2: Yeah, he recognized it. Well, that was cool. Yeah. Um, same thing with, like, Weidman. When Weidman uh, broke Anderson's leg, he backed off, too. I mean, he didn't follow him to the ground, try to finish him off. And when you see that, the leg go limp like that, you know, all oh, this fight's over. Like, nobody ever thinks, they're not going to stop yeah, it. right. You know? And <laughs> I, once, i seen it in kickboxing, too, really recently. High-level kickboxing. This guy, Tyrone Spong. He threw this fucking devastating. He throws devastating leg kicks, and he's fighting this guy Gokan Saki, who's another bad motherfucker. And Gokon checked it, and his leg just went crank, just bent around it. Oh,
3: oh. it's awful to watch. You well, never seen that happen before? You I've seen watch it. i not not in a fight. I've seen it in basketball. Pull up. Right. Do you never <laughs> see the Anderson Silva one? Uh uh. No. L- you want to see it? Yeah. Okay. Pull up Anderson Silva's leg break. You know, I was there, and you invited me to the Palm. When uh, we were watching, remember that night we had yeah. Those are dinner? some of the best ones to watch. And uh, this kid got knocked out, and I was sitting next to his mother and sister. That was interesting. And you know, I mean, yeah. cause I, I mean, I love the adventure. I, I love watching that now. Now that I've you know I've watched enough of your fights, but it's amazing. It's amazing the fucking balls these guys have. It's a crazy way to live yeah, your life. They're fearless, man. It's definitely a wild, dangerous way to live your
2: life, you know. It takes uh, incredible courage. And also, you, you're knowing, like, you can't do this forever. Yeah. you got sur- to <sighs> Yeah, there's something that scares the shit out of us about breaking bones, you know. Uh, Seeing things snap like that. I love when people say comedy. It's got to be the hardest thing in the world. Watch that fight. <laughs> 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 yeah, fighting is way harder than comedy. Yeah, anybody who says that comedy's harder has never done both. Trust me, fighting is way harder, especially that kind of fighting. You What's your favorite thing, Taekwondo? Uh, to do? No, kickboxing. Once I started doing kickboxing. But I li- as a martial art to practice, I like jiu-jitsu because there's no head trauma. Oh. The real problem, I mean, there's occasional head trauma, but it's not the goal. There's a, The real problem with striking sports is, especially if you're in a bad gym or a gym that's like, overly competitive or overly aggressive or is not coached properly, people have to be super acutely aware of the damages of head trauma. It's a giant issue. In fact, I'm having a guy on my podcast on Wednesday, uh, Dr. Mark Gordon, who's been on before, who's actually an expert in uh traumatic brain injury and and treating it treating it with so for soldiers uh football players uh fighters all sorts of different things but it's
3: a giant giant issue i remember when dooku kim uh, was uh was hit by um ray mancini ra- yeah ra- ray raised an old friend you know and he was telling me you know it really changed his career and his oh life. yeah but the guy shouldn't have been fighting he had hem- he was hemorrhaging before he got in the ring was he that's what, That's what they said. That's what they were, you know, the could be, you know, could be that he was beaten up in training.
2: And, yeah, you know, he, he developed an injury. He should have never fought. Well, it's hard to tell when an injury actually takes place for a boxer because they're always getting injured. Same right. with an MMA fighter. Your, your goal while training is to injure each other. So you're constantly getting your head snapped back. You're constantly getting hit to the body. as many, many times where MMA fighters fight where they're really fucked up before they get into the octagon. Sure, in fact the guy named Ryan Ford he just fought in world series of fighting. He fought with a fucking broken arm They just suspended him for six months because they found out his arm was because he made a video showing that his arm was broken before the fight They showed the x-ray and he went out there and fought Jake Shields who's one of the best jiu-jitsu guys in the sport and he got choked out. What did he expect the game from the video? He needed the money and I think the video he just wanted to show everybody like you like how tough He is and Mm -hmm. how how tough this sport is and then sometimes you got to feed your family and they don't pay you to just fucking, you know, sorry I broke my my arm, I can't right. fight. You're not getting paid. You yeah. want to get that full salary, you got to fight. So he fought. Fought with a broken arm. Just tried to knock him out with kicks and throw punches with his left. My father was a professional boxer. Was he really?
3: Do I you remember if, that? Vaguely, because he left when I was seven. So, you know, but I, me- I remember vaguely um, him coming home all beaten up and he had won. Whoa. You know what I mean? His, you know, his eyes are bleeding and his, his nose and everything's swollen and because he was a five hundred fighter five hundred if you hit five hundred in baseball you're the greatest player that ever lived five hundred boxes yeah yeah you know you're a palooka.
2: you also probably not managed well you know they're they're, they're not setting you up with the right guys right. that's the tricky thing about fighting is they realize when you're when you're promoting a boxer especially the goal is to get the guy undefeated and have him challenge for the title and give him Give him the opportunity to slowly learn. Like if you're in the best case scenario, if you have got a guy like a customado trains you and he's giving you all this fight philosophy and this way of thinking about life that's going to empower you, and then he slowly builds you up by giving you quality opponents. Right. You know, first guys who you're definitely going to beat. Then he, a little bit better, a little bit better, a little bit better. Fight for the
3: title. Like that's what they did with Tyson. That's what I was going to say. It was Tyson. Yeah. No, I, I talked to Angelo Dundee. Remember him? Yeah, sure. You're come. blowing it, kid! <laughs> remember that? Yeah. well sure, we, Leonard. Oh, is that what... That's right, Thomas Hearns. Right. He, he said... I asked him, I said, who's the baddest of all of them? Who, like, all the guys that you were... Who do you think was the toughest? Liston. Sonny Liston. He said Liston could beat any of them in a fight. They were all afraid of him. His problem was drugs and connections, bad connections, bad, bad lifestyle. Wow. Yeah, but he said, can, you know, because... Out of the ring is so much different in, in the ring. I mean, you know, Foreman out of the ring must have been a tough motherfucker. I mean, yeah. With those big big punches of his. I mean, Ali was more of a smart guy and dancer and, you know, great. But anyway. Yeah. Did
2: you ever see Sonny Liston versus Floyd Patterson? Yeah. Fuck. That shows you what a murderous fucking. Pull that up, man. I haven't seen that in forever. That's Floyd M- Patterson versus Sonny Liston. This was when Floyd Patterson was a heavyweight champion of the world. Everybody liked him. He's very yeah, polite and nice well dressed. And everyone was scared of Sonny Liston because Sonny Liston was this fucking thug. This thug that was a
3: murderous puncher. Well, nobody will ever convince me that the second fight was that was a total dive. Huh? Total dive. Yeah, Muhammad Ali. Phantom punch. Yeah, from
2: Lewiston, Maine. Phantom my ass. Look at this.
1: Much has been written about this fight, but perhaps one thing hasn't been. Patterson and Doc Trunks came to fight, but crossed up all the pre-fight predictions by carrying the fight to the challenger.
2: So Patterson's running after Sonny Liston, but Sonny Liston's so thick. For a guy with no steroids, steroids, oh, hard
1: punches early Big punch.
2: Damn, he was big how big he was when you think about the fact there was no steroids back then and yeah. boxers didn't even lift weights. Imagine that, heavyweights, without lifting weights. Yeah. Liston, you will know, has a good left
0: hand, very quick for a big man. <laughs> I'm going to start doing commentary like that.
3: <laughs> yeah, real
0: obvious shit.
2: Very quick for a big
3: man.
0: I love the sound of the it's roar. Fake. Oh, it is? Totally fake.
3: Is it really?
2: Well, yeah. Commentary's Could fake too. The commentary is all done after the fact uh, oh man it's a good fight though Floyd Patterson a lot of bobbing and weaving the problem was he just couldn't hit hard the way Liston could Liston was just a, a one-punch murderous to puncher His wants him to stay Ooh, hard jab god damn he, he had a jab the the only man oh a that left the to five in this oh state. Jesus Patterson can take it though you got to give him that man he's getting bombed on Hooked to the body Damn. It's interesting. Like, Liston looked really fucking good in this fight. But what yeah. Ali did with him was movement. Movement and just peppered him from the outside. He also and fucked, fucked him with his up. head. God damn, though. Liston's hitting so hard. Yeah, he definitely he fucked with his head. Oh, he's hurt. Patterson's in trouble. Boom, boom, boom. Wow. Oh, my God. He was going he was, down when he got hit with that left yeah, hook, too. he was already out. And
3: he's going to get up now. Does he get up? Yeah.
2: Yeah, he gets up.
1: Sonny Liston knocks out Floyd Patterson in one round to become the
2: heavyweight wow. anyway champion of the world. And you- Shit. They fought again, I think.
0: Yeah, that's the second fight. That was the second fight? No, that was the first. That was, it was the first a, fight? It was the second one.
2: <laughs> he was a bad motherfucker. Yeah. Sonny Liston was a bad motherfucker. But Ali just boxed circles around him. Never let him hit him. Just popped him in the face over and over again. And he made him quit on a stool, didn't he? I think he was a no-moss guy. Yeah, yeah. I think he quit on a stool. I think he he had a fucked-up shoulder going into that fight, too. But, you know, back... Look, all fighters get injured today, but back then they really got fucking injured. Nobody knew what anything... There was no MRIs. They wouldn't fix shoulders. Like, if you tore some shit in your shoulder, that's it. You got a torn shoulder. That's this This is the second fight? Yeah. The second fight, he just jumped on. Look how fucking big Liston is. God damn. Boom, boom, boom. He's clubbing him. Oh, my God. He throws haymakers. What fucking leverage he gets into oh these punches. Man. Jesus uh, Christ. I'm no. impressed with Floyd Patterson. This is the one that I, I remember. Flo- he gets up here. Floyd Floyd Patterson's ability to take a punch is amazing. Because he's getting hit with fucking bone rattling He looks look like, like a light heavyweight, too. He's really oh, yeah. marginal. Oh, another hard right hand. He's down. Wow. Fucking scary shit, man. Floyd Patterson, tough guy, and he was yeah. customado, was his uh, trainer as well. Customato trained him. Another they're hugging.
3: I never saw anybody instill fear like Tyson did though. Tyson would have fucked him up. But I mean, he's, Tyson would have fucked up I was, Sonny Liston. I was, at, I think, I was at the Sphinx fight, the, uh, Leo, the Michael Spinks mm-hmm. in Atlantic City and he looked like up jumped the devil yeah he was so fucking scary looking he was terrifying back then and and you could see you could see it in spinks you know you you ever see a comedian who you know is not going to have a good set you see him Mm -hmm. a little like shaky yeah that's the way he was before and i think it was like 73 seconds or something that lasted well
2: i remember when he was walking into the ring uh, people were saying, go get him, Mike, go get him, Mike. And he was like, I'm going to do my best. I'm going to do my best. <laughs> like, that is the last shit right. you should be saying I'll when you're try. about to fight Mike Tyson. <laughs> and then when Buster Douglas fought him, that was such an interesting fight because no one gave Buster Douglas a chance. He was a 42-1 to underdog. But it was like the perfect storm of things came together. It's like Tyson had been, you know, slacking off yeah. Been yeah. just uh, making fucking ungodly sums of money and, and banging chicks and having the. just living this life of fantasy. Yeah. He buying, just didn't. Buying tigers, what everybody needs. <laughs> <laughs> he just didn't have the discipline anymore like he did when he was with Custom Auto. Yeah. I don't even think he was. He wasn't even with Kevin Rooney anymore at the time, who was also a uh, discipline uh, or a disciple, rather, of Custom Auto. So he was with. Some guys, like, way down the line, like, guys who knew Kevin Rooney. And then he just lost whatever.
3: I mean, I don't think anybody can maintain that forever. No. You know, I did them one night at the improv. I knew he was in the audience, right? But he didn't know I knew. So in the middle of my set, I just start talking about Tyson and what a good man he was. Well, all total bullshit, right? Right. Comes up to me and oh, I gotta thank you for saying that. That was very <laughs> nice. I'm like, I didn't know you were here. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> Did you say, make it funny? Yeah, but, yeah, it's definitely funny. No, no, mo-
2: half and half. <laughs> you know. <laughs> a, mi- a mixture. He was a, an event. Like, you'd you'd watch his fights. Oh, yeah. They were an event. Well, it,
3: well, plus, everybody, like, got, you know, a party together they didn't know if it was gonna last for a, a round or... Th- yeah. Remember, he was just it was killing guys.
2: That's why the Buster Douglas fight was so crazy. It was the first time anybody had ever beaten him, and everybody was like, I can't even believe. I this couldn't believe happening. it to, to see him down. That was like killing the bully. Well, when Evander Holyfield beat him, it was almost more impressive because when Holy Holyfield beat him, it was post prison, right? Didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He got to prison, started smashing dudes again, and then he fought Holyfield. And uh, he went after Holyfield in that first round, too. I watched that fight with Kevin James, and I remember we were going crazy. Was that ch- the one
3: where he bit the ear? No, that was the second fight. was oh, the second one. Okay. Second fight. That was
2: when he knew he was going to lose again. Yeah. yeah. Bad sport, I'll say. He was yeah.
3: bad.
2: Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, he was a fucking wild dude, man. I mean, and also the just getting out of prison shit. Did you see his one-man show? I heard it's amazing. It's pretty cool. I heard it's incredible. Tyson Holyfield fights. Yeah. So it was in 94. That's a little before my time. Okay, 96. 96. Tyson faced Holyfield in a title bout dubbed finally. Surprising turn of events. Holyfield is given virtually no chance to win by numerous commentators. Defeated Tyson by TKO. Wow. Referee Mitch Halpern, who uh, committed suicide. Pretty sure. Yep. And he's not around anymore. Yeah, he committed suicide at age 33. Yeah, that was a... Those mo- those moments when you get a guy like a Tyson in a Holyfield when they get to fight, yeah. those are like markers in your life. Yeah, when You look back and you think back at them. It's, they weren't just boxing matches. Those are like m- like pinpoint markers where you can look back and you go, wow. Yeah. I don't remember
3: that. I, I remember, remember the Duran show. No Mas thing. Yeah. One of, most, one of the most famous things I remember. when That was a big one, man. That was a big one sugar Ray was like the late late later Ali in that time, you know, yeah
2: Yeah, that was crazy And it was also after Duran had beaten him in the first fight and he fought Duran's kind of fight He went mano a mano with Duran stood in the pocket with him exchanging bombs with him and uh, Duran beat him and then Duran was like spitting on him and shit and said crazy shit to him Fuck you called his wife a whore like duran was a fucking maniac like back then when he was a champ but then same thing after he won the title got crazy got fat remember they said he drank like a fucking gallon of orange juice and ate a steak like after the weigh-ins because they used to weigh in the same day of the fights Uh and he was fat so he didn't really make the weight very good yeah and then it also could be that
3: someone probably fucking paid him to lose that's possible too it's kind of weaken you though yeah, and starvation and then and then gluttonous behavior right after that. Oh, it definitely
2: does. I mean, I think there's um, there's a big push in this country today to get people to stop cutting weight. But I don't know how the fuck they're going to do it. I mean, there's a, many doctors have talked about the dangers of dehydration and rehydration and then combat yeah. sports. You know, it's boxing. They they you know after Duck who Kim, they started doing the weigh ins the day before. And they also changed it to... I think it was after Dooku Kim. But I know, I know they definitely changed it to uh, 12 rounds. It used to be 15 yeah. rounds. And I believe Dooku Kim died in 13th round. And I think they said, that's, uh, that's enough. Like, this is, these are too many rounds. These guys are fighting. I mean, that's... In the old days, like the Jack Dempsey days, they'd go they'd fucking forever, 20, yeah. 30 rounds. I mean, the, the, like Jack Johnson. I mean, they, they went crazy rounds back then. They had really long fights. And little tiny gloves, too. The Corbett's are at it again. (laughs) (laughs) Who is that? John L. Sullivan. Yeah, those guys would fight like, let me see how many rounds. John
3: L. Sullivan. I think they used to fight like uh, as many rounds as they could stay up. Really? I don't think think they had an ending to it.
2: Really? That sounds so crazy. Like you just guarantee that a guy's going to win. That one guy's going to win and one guy's going to lose by knockout. Fucking crazy. John L. Sullivan. Here's a funny expression. I can
3: lick any man in the room. (laughs) (laughs) As long as he's clean. What the fuck? As long as he practices good hygiene. How did that ever... (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it it Uh meant the same thing. That's like when nuns used to say. Get that pussy from between my legs. They were talking about... uh, That was a heavyweight champion... Holy shit. He's not got no definition. Pull, pull out a picture of John L. Sullivan from Wikipedia. It's kind of fascinating. Put During your dukes
2: the, up. The 1880s. They used to call him the Boston Strong Boy. I actually have one of those Roots of Fight shirts with John L. Sullivan on it. It says Boston Strong Boy. It's crazy. It's weird when you look at people from that era and you consider that was him. Look at that. What, what a, a fucking groovy mustache.
0: Mustache wax.
2: Wouldn't you love to go back in time and hang out with John L. Sullivan when he's the fucking heavyweight champion of the world? Uh, yeah. Can you imagine some of the old school pussy that guy got? <laughs> old school pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine what it must have been like? <laughs> Just a funny saying in it, Sullivan's own. <laughs> In Sullivan's era, no formal boxing titles existed. He became a champion after defeating Patty Ryan in Mississippi. City near Gulfport Mississippi on February 7th 1882 modern authorities have retroactively labeled Ryan the heavyweight champion of America but any claim to Ryan being a world champion would have been dubious he had never contended internationally as Sullivan had I could lick Paddy Ryan not crazy (laughs) Sullivan was first considered the world heavyweight champion after either 1888, when he fought Charlie Mitchell in France, or the following year when he knocked out Jake Kilrain in a. Ready for this? Round seventy-five. See, I told you. Wow,
3: I'm telling you. It was <laughs> of a scheduled eighty round. Oh, oh, they had a schedule. They had I a had schedule. Had I didn't even know they had an end. How it. the
2: fuck, set round seventy-five? That hurts my head. Just
0: how long was each round though was each round like two seconds
2: No, no. <laughs> <laughs> i think it was three minutes i think it was just like it is today fucking a what is that in in time what is that in in what the fuck is 75 like a, times three hour and a half two hours 225, 225 minutes so it's uh it's three hours. oh my god that's Four insane hours. what do they think they're doing a podcast That's insane. Can you imagine a bare-knuckle boxing a guy for three hours? Who is this?
0: It says John Sullivan versus Kilran.
2: They even had cameras back then? They could take a stop-motion photograph? Look at the fucking ring. The ring is a rope that's, like, super loose around these guys that are standing on dirt. And the people that are watching are just standing right outside the ring. Like, all of them, like, smashed up against the ring. Look at this. That is so weird. That was the heavyweight title in 1880. 1888. God damn. Mitchell came from Birmingham, England and fought Sullivan in eighteen eighty eight, knocking him down in the first round. <laughs> well, he knocked Sullivan down. Imagine if you did that the next MMA fight you did. I'd get fired. <laughs> People would go, You fucking stoner, loser. You thought that was funny. <laughs> <You> just <laughs> just Fucked it. up my UFC party. <laughs> 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 their third meeting took place <laughs> Their third meeting took place in eighteen eighty eight on the grounds of the Chateau de Chantilly. Chantilly, France, in the driving rain. Wow, they fought in the driving rain. It went on for more than two hours, at the end of which both men were unrecognizable and had suffered much loss of blood. Neither could lift his arms to punch, and the contest was considered a draw. Holy wow. fuck. Wow. Imagine after all that, you tie. Oh my <laughs> God. The God. Jesus Christ. So, um, the French armed forces came in and arrested Mitchell. They called it Gerdarmerie. Gerdarmerie arrived at this point and managed to arrest Mitchell who spent the next few days in a cell and was later fined by the local magistrate. Can you imagine you get the fuck beat out of you? And then they go to jail? And then you go to jail right away. You didn't, didn't even have a hospital visit. Jeez. Boxing being illegal in France at the time. Oh, it was illegal. Those fucking socialists. Sullivan managed to evade the law, swathed in bandages, and was taken across back to the English Channel to spend the next few weeks convalescing in Liverpool. So Mitchell convalesced in a fucking cell, and John L. Sullivan went across the river in Liverpool, and it was illegal. That's incredible. Wow. That's amazing. That would be something I would be really interested, if, like, if you could have a, a time machine when you could go back in time and see some things, that would be fucking, that would be at the top of my list, to go back to like the heavyweight title, look how fat he got in 1898, look how fat he was, look in that same Wikipedia, wow. Brian, yeah. pull up that picture. Looks like he's got like long johns on. Yeah, they used to fight with tights on and shit, but he looked totally different. He looked like a completely different guy. Like, the f- the picture of him in his prime, and then the picture of him ten years later. Like, he's got a big belly and everything. The f- the picture at the top, when he's in his prime, he looked fucking great. This is, uh... Oh, right here? No, there's a there's another one. The, but the one, the first one, the top one, he's real lean, and that's when he's in his prime, during the 1880s. But if you scroll down past that one that you just saw... All the way down to the bottom. It says retirement. Sullivan retired to Abington, but appeared in several exhibitions over the next 12 years, including a three-rounder against Tom Sharkey and a final two-rounder against Jim McCormick in 1905 in Grand Rapids, Michigan. There's a lot of Irish guys back then. Look how fat he is, though. Holy shit, he's out of shape. He continued his various careers outside boxing, such as stage actor, speaker, celebrity baseball umpire, sports reporter, and bar owner. Overweight and unhealthy from a long life of overindulging in food and drinks, as well as from the effects of prize fighting, Sullivan died at age 59 and is buried in Old Cavalry Cemetery in Mattapan, now a neighborhood of Boston. Wow, Mattapan. I had friends that lived in Mattapan. Mattapan was a sh- 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 He died with Barry Barely ten dollars in his pocket. Fuck man. That's rough. But I bet back in the time when he was getting that old school pussy it <laughs> <that> was all <laughs> worth it. That that would ten dollars in his pocket, a hundred thousand dollars in his hat. Here's where it gets really crazy. He was only five foot ten. Wow. People That's, were small back it's then. Tyson's man. height. No, Tyson's a little taller than that. He is? Yeah, he's 5'11 uh, five and eleven and a half, like almost six feet tall. But um obviously Mike Tyson was far bigger. They don't have his weight here because they don't really probably know. He his always looks
3: short boxing though because he used to box his.
2: Yeah, well, he was definitely short in comparison to the fighters he was fighting against. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the things that uh, helped his style was that that he come and his style. Yeah. It was so hard to deal with, and he would get inside and just bang bang. You've Gotta shut your fucking phone off. Sorry. Buddy. it keeps dinging too. Is it really? Yeah, it keeps dinging every time you get a message. You don't you even heard it?
3: No, I got these headphones <laughs> on.
2: <laughs> but the microphone's picking it up. That's oh. how I'm hearing it. It's going <laughs> ding um what is, is john l sullivan's weight let's see what the fuck is his weight i bet 189 well marciano maybe right marciano was like in the 80s 180 was and he was a heavyweight is. champion of the world yeah um weight okay 212 pounds oh. wow maybe that's towards the end of his career he didn't look that big and you know? maybe he was though maybe he was like super thick um it says 212 but i don't know when You know what I mean? Like, if you see him when he's fat, maybe it changed and went up and down. Okay, he weighed 190, it says. Hmm. That's what we said. Yeah, I guess there's uh, some dispute. Some places say 210, some places say 190. Oh, okay. Sullivan's weight had ballooned from a 240 flabby pounds. That's how fat he was. He got as high as 240 pounds. But uh, I'm pretty sure Rocky Marciano was like 180 or something like that, which is really hard for people to believe, you know, because he's like the guy when you talk about white people that were like great heavyweight boxers. 49 and 0. Yeah. He was 5'11". I don't think that's true. I think he was shorter than that. And he was, it says 188 pounds. He might have been. I mean, it's Wikipedia. They probably know more than me. How much you weigh? 200 200 pounds.
3: But I'm fat. You want a piece of this? Nope. I'm you good. sure? I'm but, older. You know, I'm older than you, so I could probably beat you.
2: And I don't think he, obviously, he wasn't weighing in. You know, I mean, they he didn't, didn't have, have to, I mean, he didn't have to, like, make a weight class. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, he didn't have to lose weight. So that 188 pounds, that was, like, a legit 188 pounds. So when you think about it, he's, like, much smaller than the middleweight champion Chris Weidman, because Weidman fucking struggles to get down to 185 pounds for the UFC. That's got to be weird. Struggles and he's the middleweight champion. Do they have a limitless one in the US UFC? Nope. They have no limitless one. Well, there is a super heavyweight division, but the UFC doesn't currently have any fighters that are uh that compete as super heavyweights. There's not that much talent over 265. You know, like there's a yeah. few guys that could have been over 265 like Brock Lesnar and um um, Tom Erickson at one point in time was a big fucking natural, 300 pounds. He was a fucking huge guy. He was uh, he came out down a little round a little too early though. They called him the Big Cat, and he was this fucking awesome wrestler who just moved like a cat. He was this big fucking guy and uh, would smash people. Mean fucking smash people. He was so big, and he was a wrestler. But he was like a natural 290. He could have fought as a super heavyweight in the UFC. Probably would have had a hard time making 265. But the other guys who are 265 are usually overweight, you know. It's usually one of two things. Either they're doing some artificial things to their body that gets them that big, or they're overweight. Those are the two things. Like Mark Hunt, the guy who's fighting for the title this weekend, he has to uh-huh. cut weight to get down to 265.
3: But he's a little fat. It's a bad motherfucker. The average though. football players have gone up a lot over the last 20 years. The average offensive line now is, is like 300 pounds. Jesus Christ. Yeah. 300 pound men boom, yeah. boom. and they're fast well there was a
2: a guy who um was a uh olympic wrestler or olympic weightlifter that's now a uh a wwe guy mark henry you know who he is when mm. he was 21 he was 408 pounds wow power lifter
3: happy birthday honey 408 <laughs> what a
2: big fucking <laughs> dude there's some big fucking humans out there, like those Iceland guys that are like the um, those strongman dudes. Oh yeah, they you just see them pull a train and carrying stone globes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this uh, all bodies are not created equally. No, not at all. No, f- not fucking. Not not at all. Tell that to Beyonce, baby. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like 265 in the in the UFC being the cutoff is kind of interesting because you got to think, man, if there was a super heavyweight, like an Andrew Corellan type guy that came around that was like 300 plus pounds of like super athlete, like, you know, who the fuck's going to beat that guy? I wonder what Butterbean was. He was way over that. Yeah. Probably way into the threes. Yeah. You know? He hit pretty hard though. Mm-hmm. King of the four rounders. That's what he was. Was he? He fight four round fights because he was fat. <laughs> really? Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, they call him the King of the Four Rounders. I like to do fifteen minutes instead of an hour because I'm fat. Yeah, I wonder how how much do you think you weighed if you had a guess? Uh, three three butter Butterbean the Box. Three forty six. Is that's it? That's what you think? That's no, what I'm thinking. Okay, oh. I, I'm saying four hundred pounds. Let's say where's the Wikipedia? Eric Esch, four twenty. Holy shit! Damn.
3: Wow, that's what his name was, Eric Esch.
2: Yeah. Eric Esch.
3: When, when did he die?
2: Oh, he didn't die. He's oh. still alive. He's a big fucking guy. It's sad just because you didn't hear him. You think he did, he's dead. <laughs> yeah. <but. laughs> he's, oh, he's 48 years old. He's still alive. Five foot 11, 420 pounds. Damn. You know, he lost an MMA fight to Genki Sudo. And Genki Sudo, boy, I think Genki was like 155 at the time, which is really crazy. Genki was not a big guy. How much was he? 155 and he was 420 holy shit. Yeah, they fought in Japan Japan had uh, a lot of like really crazy fights that they would put on they would put on these fights that were just like They were like freak shows like they were trying to do one recently with this woman um, uh, Gabby uh, Fuck I forget her last name. Look it up. Uh, She's enormous. I mean enormous Garcia. Yeah, Gabby Garcia, and she's uh, probably like 220 you know like like legitimately 220 pounds and they were going to have her fight this japanese chick who was 135 pounds mm-hmm. and she to her credit passed she said i don't want to fight some 135 pound girl she's afraid she'd kill her? yeah well it's her first major uh M- her first mma fight she's a Jitsu ch- world champion i mean she's a fucking beast no. all due respect uh, But all due, respect, all due respect, I don't like calling taken. women beasts. Not for nothing. So you can call Ronda Rousey a beast because she's so pretty. Like it's not, an, right. you know what I mean? You can get away with it. Yeah. But if you call someone who's not as pretty and 225 pounds a beast, people gonna get a little edgy. <laughs> get a, <laughs> a little, little touchy. Edgy. A little touchy, what you dumb? But uh, I appreciate the fact that she said no to that fight, though. I yeah, think that's classy. Well, it just shows that she's aware of how people perceive it, and I bet she probably got some good advice from her instructors and trainers and stuff. They're like, "Look, Gabby, you're gonna be a badass bitch. Yeah. Running the world the way you run. Look at the size of her. That's her training with Marcelo Garcia, who is one of the best jiu-jitsu guys in the world. Uh, and there's a video of them rolling, and you get to see how enormous she is, because Marcelo is only like a buck seventy. Um, pull, she slimmed down though. See if you could find a picture of Gabby Garcia slim, because she lost a shitload of weight, and and I I think probably that's getting ready to uh, fight in MMA. Look at her now. Jesus. Good lord.
3: Wow. Good lord. Good lord. I would tear that up in bed. Would you? Would you tear it up. I would tear that up. Would you allow her to get on of you? I don't, even know, you? <laughs> I don't even
4: know what that means. I don't even know what
3: that
2: means. I'd tear it up, baby. It means you would kill it. Yeah. You would uh you you would do it like you would do a fucking a late night set at the store. I only got one and a half loads a day left. That's it? Well I have to, you know,
3: build. I have to build now.
2: One and a half a day. What are you eating? You ever try like egg whites or something like that? <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah? Does that help? I don't know. Mm. I read that somewhere. There's an image of her, there's one image of her that they've been putting on uh uh MMA websites. She's lost a lot more weight. Looks pretty good. People saying she's looking good. But yeah, she, uh, I guess the difference between jujitsu being that she's, um, you know, in jujitsu, she's just gonna grab a hold of chicks and smash them, just get on top of them and, and submit them. Yeah, there she is right there. Gosh, looking pretty like, slim. Jeez. Looking better. Uh huh. Taking selfies, okay. Letting bitches know. <laughs> um, but she could get away with shit in jujitsu where there's no striking. But now, Now she's got to deal with speed. She's got to deal with chicks that can stand up and just will blitz her and throw a bunch of crazy punches at her, and she doesn't want to get caught. So she's probably slimming down for that. Plus, I think she has to make a weight class. I think you're not allowed to be, like, over a certain weight. Or if you were, it would be really tough to get fights. Who's the best female fighter? Ronda Rousey, by far. Greatest ever of all time. No one's even close. The only only person that is close as far as uh, accomplishments is Chris Cyborg. But the issue between that is that um, Chris Cyborg, first of all, um, has been popped for steroids. She got caught, and she looked like she was on steroids. I mean, she's one of the scariest women of all time. Like, she's built like a fucking pit bull, like Vanderlei Silva, just fucking, and she's really talented. Like, as far as, like, being a striker, fucking dangerous, dangerous striker, and tough as shit. She actually recently had a kickboxing fight. With um, uh, this with with this uh, woman who's like one of the best uh, kickboxers in the world, and uh, got cracked and still managed to go the distance with uh, K-Kristri- Damn, Christina. What the fuck is her name? Let me pull up this chick's name. Um, I forget the chick's name that she fought, but um, the woman she fought was like a really high level kickboxer who is really having a hard time getting fights, and because um. Uh, because she was having a hard time getting fights, she took it, Jorina, Jorina Bars, that's her name, and uh, it was a Muay Thai fight, and she took against a fight against this chick on her third fight, and Bars, I think, has like 30 fights at least, and is like one of the most ducked kickboxers ever. She's a really fucking talented kickboxer. Yeah, let me let me kickboxing records. That oh, says three wins. Hmm, maybe I'm wrong. I know she was having a hard time getting fights, ma'am. Maybe it's amateur fights as well. Yeah, that's what it is. Kickboxing record: thirty-eight wins, uh, thirty-eight fights, thirty-five wins, three losses. Fuck, that's crazy. She's a badass bitch, though. So that's my point. And Chris Cyborg and her went to war, and she dropped Cyborg. What are you drawing pictures of? What yeah. You got there? you got to pee. Yeah, is that what that says? Uh-huh. Jesus Christ, working your handwriting—that's terrifying.
3: May I be excused. Please
2: go go do you your peepees. <laughs> but that uh,
3: was it. the... Dirty rotten rascals. You or got something. a
2: too or are you drawing dicks? No, I'm just drawing dicks. Remember uh, the
3: uh, Steve Martin and Dirty Rotten Scoundrels? What happened? He's, he's Michael Caine. He's sitting there. He goes, may I be excused? I don't. Remember he goes, that. yes, you may. And he's just hearing pee and <laughs> at the table. He goes, thank you. <laughs> I'll be right back. Okay, I don't remember that at all. But I wouldn't make. We're going to talk about you while you're gone. So hurry up. Say something nice. <laughs> plug plug my bananas. Date. When are you in bananas? Uh, the weekend before which one? Poughkeepsie. No, they don't Jersey? have them. Hasbro Kites. Okay. I know. okay they I want me that. to get you to come there. Good luck I with said, that. I said, set up an <laughs> arena. Set up an arena next door where we could do both. Excuse me. All right, we'll see you in a minute. Anyway,
2: um, as far as, like, uh, victories, though, Ronda Rousey, like, the most spectacular victories. She, like, Chris Heiberg beat some chicks up and fucked them up, but what Ronda's done to chicks, like what she did to Sarah McMahon, what she did to...
0: Like Misha Tate twice. She's just on a totally different level. She's you, a monster. Do you think there's anyone that she has to look out for in the future? Is there anyone even close to being in her same kind of level?
2: <sighs> Not yet. It's possible that someone come up, like some judo black belt or jiu-jitsu black belt will come along and offer her a big challenge. And Cyborg, if she can make 135, but Cyborg fights at 145, and apparently she talked to some doctors and they advised her against going down to 135, but She wants to try to do it, and she was supposed to do it December 5th in VICTA, which is this um, new organization that you can get on UFC Fight Pass. It's an all-woman's fighting organization, so it's a great, uh, like, a building ground for the UFC, and all the elite of the elite of the female fighters, they fight over there, and it's got more weight classes. Now, the UFC UFC finally has two weight classes, and they'll eventually have three for the women, and um, so they fight over there and she was supposed to fight for the first time at 135 in December but she fucked up her knee so she's out and so she's going to have to fight I think at least once if not twice at 135 just to prove that she can make the weight and that she can compete at that weight class before they'll give her a shot at uh, Ronda Rousey but that would be the greatest female fight of all time as far as like the hype between Cyborg and Ronda Rousey and the controversy because when cyborg was on the sauce.
0: What about Rhonda gaining pound weight? Like well, eating some pizzas. That's a good question because Rhonda used to fight at
2: one forty five, but Rhonda's like, fuck her. If she wants to fight me, come down to one thirty five and lay off the juice and you'll make one thirty five. Like that's what she's kinda said. And Rhonda's also said that she's a cheater and that she's you know, that what she's done is actually dangerous and she even implied that she should be arrested for attempted murder. Like which I thought was kinda crazy, but the idea that you can you could much more Efficiently injure your opponent if you're working with unnatural levels of uh, testosterone in your body as a woman, which is uh, apparently what Cyborg did at least once, the one time that she was caught. But when someone looks like that and everyone suspects and then they get caught, you know, like, well, duh, you know, smoke fire, exactly, smoke fire. I like how you did that. That's right. But you ever seen her, Cyborg, what she looks like? Mm-mm. Oh, wait for this. You want to be terrified? Put a uh, Cyborg
3: muscular. In uh, before I just even say like, one of the best, yeah, images. before I even say, I just want to say I would tear that shit up. Would you tear that I shit up? I would tear it up.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm. Would
3: you allow her to get on top? No way, you don't allow them to get on top. Yeah, I do, (laughs) but not her. (laughs) Not what you told me. She ripped my little cock
2: off. If she was riding you, she's essentially in the mount position. That's not good. You don't want to treat like that. Mounting you,
3: no. Very hard to roll them over. If they got a good base, I I like the uh, on top thing. I don't have to work as hard. Yeah, just relax. My swivel hips. Do you have a drink? A rest? You yeah, have a little
2: drink beside you. Sip, sip on your drink. Look at look at her. Wow. Good lord. Look at the fucking muscles in her arms. Jeez. Holy shit, is she big. And see, there, there's there's some where she's punching, where she's in, like, in the mid-fight with Gina Carano, and there's this horrific image of her. She has black nail polish on, and she's holding Gina Carano's head while she's punching her, and Carano's just getting fucked up. There, that's the picture. Look at that. Oh, jeez. That is a fucking terrifying image for some reason.
4: <laughs> it's just
2: the black nail polish and the fucking... Muscles in her shoulder. She's connecting with that punch and Gina's face. Boom. Still two women. Yeah. Well, let me show you the other picture. Show the other picture of her in mid-fight. It's. Uh, I mean, cyborg knocks bitches out cold. She beats the fuck out of chicks. She's. Look at that. She's swollen. Wow. Is That's she's, her fighting. Oh, uh, no, she straight. Uh, yeah. She was married. She was married to another guy named Cyborg. Cyborg Evangelista yeah <laughs> uh, it's a crazy world the world of fighting domerera
3: it really is
2: you got to see the fights at the palms which is one of the best places
3: to see because it's real great. small and i and the one was was incredible it was montreal though yeah. the excitement in that room i felt like i was in, in ancient rome yeah that was in gsp who's gsp fighting do you remember no no was it nick diaz no i don't remember joe I just remember the guy was from Montreal, so it made it that much more. George was. Yeah, Yeah. George is from Montreal. I don't remember which one you went to see, but fuck. George, when he would
2: fight in Canada, we we were in Toronto and he fought in front of 60,000 people. 60,000. Wow. It was crazy. Like I'd never seen that many people in
3: one place in my life. It was unbelievable. The thing I noticed may, right away was the people are so much nicer than I expected them to be. The audience, yeah, they're polite. They're nice. They're excuse me, like I expected. I I don't know why I thought this, but a long time ago, I did you ever go to professional wrestling like the fake wrestling? Oh yeah, I mean you know they're like skate on his face. All have cr- they're cut all cut his fucking <laughs> head <laughs> off and <laughs> shit down his neck. Yeah, exactly, and no, the guy it. would yell that over and over and over again <laughs> oh, too, right? Geez. Hit him with the pointer. I remember I saw the Sicilian stretcher match with Bruno San Martino or something when I was a kid. <laughs> and there was call, you, know, you, you were supposed to be, you could only be taken out on a stretcher. <laughs> and some of the guy was saying, hit him with the point. Like the point of the stretcher. <laughs> P- it in his fucking head. You could only be taken
2: out on a stretcher. This is our yeah. rules. The <laughs> yeah, Sicilian they had, like, those stretcher cage fights. match.
3: Like, yeah. So they couldn't throw the guy out of the ring and, and the a stretcher.
2: <laughs> well, that's why people thought when the UFC first came around, they were fighting in a cage. A lot of people thought it was bullshit. They were like, well, this is just entertainment. Like, yeah. this, they aren't really fighting. And then it took them a while to realize, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's real blood. Like, this guy's really getting fucked up. Yeah. There's a few fights where people got to see what it really looks like when, like, martial arts guys go at it.
3: Well, the thing I like about it is there's so many options. Like, in boxing, it's basically you're hitting a guy. Yeah. You're boxing. But this is like, you know, you you never know. Like, I I saw that one fight, Silva, I think it was. Anderson? Yeah. he, he He was losing the whole fight. No. And then he, no. All right, who's who's the, who's the tall black guy? Well, maybe uh, losing against uh, Chael Sonnen. Yeah. He was losing. And then a, he caught then he, triangle. Is that he, what it was? He got he, he got his, his his legs wrapped around his head. Yeah. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. yeah that was yeah. fucking amazing. Yeah. He, it looked like he had no chance. Well, he fought that fight with a wounded um, rib cage. He hurt himself
2: before the fight. And he had no takedown defense, and Chael oh. Sonnen was in perfect form. Chael Sonnen was just fucking shooting on him, taking him down, beating him up, and then. Anderson caught him with a uh, a triangle from the bottom, and it's really lucky, in fact, that Chael Sonnen lost that fight because he had an elevated level of testosterone in his system. Um, and if he lost, if he won that fight,
3: they might have had to strip him for the title. He might have like won the title and then got stripped. Now, do a lot of those people that are fans of yours from there know how strong a stand up you are, or no? Because um, they didn't with Fear Factor. M- m- I think you know. I don't know. Some
2: some know. You know some. But you know, comedy's a weird thing. Some people think I'm funny. Some people think I suck. It's just like music. It's just like anything else. Yeah, it's any taste. Yeah, it's just how it is. You know, there's uh,
3: Joseph. You're very strong, my friend. Thank you, my friend. Very extremely, you're as good as it gets. May I say, without the risk of being Sammy Modlin.
2: Well, you know, I love you too, buddy.
3: (laughs) And uh, what I love about you is you're still fucking swinging
2: with new shit all the time. At all these years doing comedy, like, I told you, I paid to see you. You were a headliner. I paid to see you before I ever did stand-up. In Boston, right? Yeah, Nick's Comedy Stop. Brought a
3: date. Did you score?
2: Oh, yeah. Fuck the shit
3: out of that broad. Do it for me, Joey. <laughs> gave
2: a one for Mr. Herrera. <laughs> ooh, ooh, short jabs to the stomach. <laughs> but, um... You're, uh, you know, you're always working. You're always working at it, you know. And I think that's the difference between guys like you and some other guys of your um, name you know, them. Your name era. them. I don't want to do yeah, it. I'm kidding you. I guys know. quit though, right? They give up. There's a lot of those fucking guys give up, right?
3: Well, yeah. And isn't it, that weird how that happens? I just don't. I mean, my thing is, uh, it, today matters. You know, I don't mm-hmm. care about like the Rodney Dangerfield special. I mean, it's nice that I had that, but I, I want to be, a, I want to compete in a good way today. Yeah. You know, like... Well, you're just still a comic.
2: You never became, like, a veteran comic who's kind of, like, phoning it in like a lot of those guys did, you know? And kudos to you for that. Like, you're always writing. You always got new shit you're working on. You're always, like, fucking around. You're always doing sets. You yeah. gotta do some more specials.
3: You gotta do another I know, special. I am so fucking lazy. I, uh, <laughs> I have one that i would never released. When? Just, like, the rec- that it, it's been sitting there. I did one at the Laugh Factory last fa- Valentine's Day. What?! Yeah, I'm, I'm a fucking moron. John. You filmed it already? Yeah, but the, then we realized that we filmed it on two on Valentine's Day and a regular day, so the, the, the uh, de- decorations are behind me once and not behind me the other, so now it's just audio. Oh, that's hilarious. I know. I'm, well, I'm, why don't you just release one or the
2: other sets? Was it like two 20-minute sets? Is that what it was? Twenty, Yeah, 25. Release them both, two different sets. Yeah. I'll why do don't that. you do that? I don't like know. Like Valentine's Day and the next day. <laughs> Call it that. Put it online, okay. man. Why would you not put it online?
3: I don't know. I'll, I'll talk to my my agent, Don
2: And you still do those shows at the Laugh Factory all the time. I've done a yeah, bunch. of Yeah, I love those, what you do. Those so, are fun. Isn't it fun
3: to be able to just talk to the people? Because they're right there. It's yeah. not a you know. It's nice to work a theater and, and the money's good, but sometimes it's not more fun than the intimacy. I remember having four UCLA students, beautiful girls in front of me, eighteen years old, whatever. I said, when else will I get a chance to talk to you without getting pulled away by a bouncer? <laughs> you know? when? And I said, you have to listen to me. I'm like the right. comedian. Yeah. They're laughing because they knew the reality of it was, I. you know, obviously I'm a lot older than them. They. What the fuck what do we have in common other than that one moment in time? You know? Well, that's the thing about comedy clubs,
2: too, is that all ages sort of mingle together on a yeah. regular show. whereas. Yeah, you wouldn't be around twenty-two-year-old girls on a normal night if you were a regular guy with a regular job. How would you even
3: see them? You wouldn't. And I I remember I did a bar mitzvah show last year, and they had and in the show were Palestinians, Saudi Arabians, Indians like Hindu Indians, and of course Jewish people. And everybody was getting along. I said, "Why? Can't you, it's so sad that the world can't be like this." Look at this one room. Yeah, what is what is all this stupid fucking fighting about? You know, like, you know what I mean? And, and not to be like sappy about it, but it was true. It's like, why can't the world you know get along? Yeah, you know? too many people. I was said too that too many like, people with crazy ideologies. You know, fuck yeah, that's a
2: big part of it. But it's also like small groups of people get along pretty good. You know, like if if yeah. there's enough resources, mm-hmm. but if there's only like one chick (laughs) (laughs) it was like only three guys but like one you get that little house you're gonna have a problem (laughs) people are gonna get angry you know if you have limited resources limited amount of food limited amount of shelter that's when things get ugly yeah but if like we were the only people on earth there's four guys in this room and we all lived in a nice area with a lot of food what would we fight about get together and eat and have fun you know (laughs) fucking talk shit to each other Who
3: who wrote that joke originally I'm telling you, I said it. You don't remember. I said it at dinner. Oh. That wasn't (laughs) yours. I swear to God, Joe. You're going to ruin our whole society. Would we even be doing
2: stand-up? If there was only four of us, would we do stand-up for each other? Not with this fucking crowd. (laughs) (laughs) Then I'll I'll release my uh, CD. you imagine we did podcasts that no one ever heard? We just decided to keep (laughs) sitting down and keep doing podcasts.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You do Johnny Pip. Is that his name? The the guy that uh, used to work at the comedy store? uh, Johnny Pip Pip, Pip or Who? last name Pip there's this uh, comic that used to work at the comedy store and he does a podcast and he did like uh, Ren and and Ari recently and they were like so when's this coming out and he goes oh I don't release them I'm just going to s- save them all up and then maybe release them all one day
4: What? <laughs> <laughs>
0: and so they did this whole podcast like, like why did we just do this then for two hours <laughs> that's ridiculous
2: what is he like? Archiving shit? Yeah, I
0: guess so. <laughs> and he puts he, he, in the background. He turns on like some like just music, like a violin playing <laughs> on. Uh, sit, so it gives it. And there's just one microphone right in the middle of the table.
2: <laughs> oh god! But you can um some of those uh, like those zooms and shit like that. You could do that if you wanted to like set a microphone down in this room. You could have a
0: pretty decent recording if it was quiet. If if, yeah. if it was just like this room and quiet, yeah, yeah.
2: Fine. This room's not that quiet, though. The problem is, like, sometimes you hear noise. I'd like to one day build, like, a real, um, like, Adam Carolla has. You go to Adam Carolla's yeah. place? He's got real, like, soundproof rooms. Yeah, I've been to that one. But then again, you know, like, Anthony Cumia had a really good point. He likes doing his in his backyard. He likes having the, the ambient noise. Like, you hear a lawnmower in the distance, a car will drive by. He doesn't. He likes that. Because he's like, well, you get a sense that I'm really just hanging out in my backyard, which is really what it is. There's kind of a good point to that too. I did Fitzsimmons; his
3: was in his garage. Do you hear like ambient stuff, like street no, noise? And... I didn't even notice it. Probably no, well, have you yeah. done Marins. Have you done Marins? I did Marins like like very first one. Ever tell you about that in Ireland? His very first one. Well, one of his one of his very first ones. Hey, we're in Ireland. We're doing the Kilkenny Festival, and he says, uh, "Oh, wait, want you do my podcast?" I said, "Mark, whatever you want, I'll do." He said well, when can you do it you know like i said i don't think we need a schedule we're here in kilkenny what the fuck and he goes uh when, you know we do i said yeah said, i said well when i go well how about now he goes now he says we're in kilkenny it's midnight on a saturday i said but it ain't like we got babes crawling all over us <laughs> Like, <laughs> what, what difference does it make we'll go upstairs and talk for an hour right and hopefully you'll get something and that's how it happened and this is when they had all you know how Ari has that little thing a little recorder and does yes. everything with that yeah This is when, I mean, he had like this big soundboard and everything, you know. Really? He had to carry all that shit. How long ago was this? I'm guessing five years. So how many pieces of equipment did he have? He seemed to have a lot. I mean, I would say three or four, but I mean, it was like, it looked like a pain in the ass to lug. Yeah. This is before a lot of the technology exploded to even smaller and smaller stuff,
2: you know. They have these boards now that they sell that's a built-in MP3 recorder with a soundboard. That's what Duncan uses. And you plug microphones right into it. It's pretty slick. Uh-huh.
0: What's that, a Shore? Is that Shore make that? Yeah, they even have better ones now. Like they have like this right here, which uh-huh. is just a, like a, like looks like the size of an iPhone but bigger. Uh-huh. And you can plug up to uh, four XLR mics in it. and Then you can adjust each microphone on it. And then you could actually f- hook up this other thing to it, so you can uh, do two more. So the total is six. That's, that's what incredible. I, that's what I use on the road. I just plug everything into it.
2: That's incredible. Um, how much battery life?
0: Uh, well, it has regular batteries like you can put double a's on it and also has a rechargeable battery so you have two different batteries but so
2: when it gets low on one you can swap it out while the other one's still in yeah whoa do you ever do remote boys i've done a couple but you know what honestly when i go on the road i like to just do my comedy just not think about anything else just do stand up and i feel like if i'm doing podcasts and comedy on the road it's just i spread myself too thin especially when i go on the road if I'm working on new shit, I like to go over my notes. This is something I really started doing l- over the last few years, yeah. and it's made a big difference. I like going over my notes, especially when I'm working on some new ideas, and just even if it's not necessary for me to memorize, like I have the ideas memorized, yeah. I like to fucking really get them into my head and spin them around a little. And every now and then, when I do that, even if I'm going over stuff that I already know, a new line will come up, and yeah. that line will become like real important.
3: I do that before every show over notes uh, yeah i just have bullet points mm-hmm. you know as soon as i see the words i'll know what the bit is yeah but it really helps you think you, you know because you know how it is with, with stand-up you're out to it you're out a deli with your friends you say something they go write that down and you yeah. go no but I'll, I'll remember it no you don't i fucking forget shit in the middle
2: of the night all the time <laughs> yeah. i'm so goddamn lazy i did it again the other night i'm like i'm not gonna forget this
3: you would think that after all the years of doing that that I would. yeah fucking and i write it well. twice Twice, so in, ca- in case I lose it, I always write things twice. Two notebooks. Have you ever
2: fucked around with the voice feature on your iPhone?
3: No, I, I know it works. Though. Oh my I, God, I, it's incredible!
2: That's in, I know that's it's what incredible. I should, yeah. Not just the voice feature for recording sets. I do that, but the voice feature for notes. Yeah, it's amazing. It's so good. It's so accurate. Like, look at this. Watch this. Put it on. Like this. You press the little button down here that says microphone. You go. Dom Herrera is a bad motherfucker. Look at that. Pretty close. <laughs> Dom Herrera knew is a bad motherfucker, but get that pretty close. Oh, I'm saying it while it's still on. Oh, but look at this. This is what it said. Dom Herrera knew is a bad motherfucker, but you, that pretty close, Domino Aaron New is a bad motherfucker, but get that, pretty cool, I'm saying it wants to. <laughs> but that's me fucking around. Okay, now, let's, let's do something, like, seriously. Um, I love the new song that Dom presented us with this evening. Amazing, incredible, made my dick hard as a diamond. Boom. Perfect. Holy shit. Got everything absolutely perfectly. Yeah, that helps out a lot. It's incredible. It's
0: amazing because you could do it uh, on a plane. I don't know if you watch on a plane. Doesn't it need the internet? It does. It, but yeah, if you have Wi Fi on the plane, it works. But I, I ran into that problem the other day where I was trying to do Siri and I had no internet in uh-huh. Toronto and it wouldn't work. See, Siri doesn't know jack shit when you fucking disconnect her Fuck from the web.
2: That bitch is all pretending to be smart. Mm-hmm. She just fucking Google searches shit for you. <laughs> well, you can't do that yourself.
0: Did you see Amazon's new thing? I think that's pretty amazing. What I is think that? that's going to. They have this new thing that's kind of like siri where it's like this box that has these speakers that you put in the corner and it's just always on and you could always be like and echo what 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 time is it Seven jamie's o'clock.
2: shaking his head and he says it's
0: bad scary. oh whatever dude but but but, <laughs> but, but it, it, it it pretty much is it's siri that always is in your room and you, you don't have to yell or scream at it you just go hey what's uh what's the movie times for the avengers you know tonight and it will tell you like it's just that it's that'll be
2: great. It's if it's in the form of a robot fuck doll,
0: <laughs> you know. If it's like some chick
2: that looks unbelievably hot and she blows you, but and you she's also- a robot and she also answers questions from the internet.
0: And you could also do shit like if you just want background music, you'd be like, play rock music, and it'll just start playing Pandora or whatever it uses. So it's it's just it's. It's just like a, a voice, what's the old cartoons that they used to have like a robot, uh, the house would have a robot mm-hmm. and you would talk to the house. Like, so it's that. It's like that, yeah.
2: I don't think I would use that. I think that's, maybe I would.
0: If it was in your bedroom and you're just laying there and go, Siri, uh, 7 alarm, 8 o'clock. Mm. Yeah, well, that's nice. Yeah.
2: Well, it's it's all going to get weirder and weirder, right? That That's only going to be the beginning of the iceberg. How much iceberg. better can it get? It's going to get way better. Artificial life, for sure. For sure. We talked about this on the last podcast. That's going to kill, like, the idea of marriage. Like, there's going to be... If they're talking about population growth, everybody's worried about population growth, the moment that they invent really hot robots that you can fuck that are made out of artificial skin, artificial bones, and they're warm, and they feel like people, and they're hot as fuck. Like, super hot, porn star, perfect... Hot as fuck or whatever you're into, you know. You could be into like fucking Edie Brickell, you know. They could make you an Edie Brickell, and you can you can fuck her, and she'll be your slave. And no one's gonna ever like interact with real people after that. (laughs) It's gonna be really really hard to get people to go old school. About as hard as it is to get get people to go hunting
3: for their food now. Suppose you get rejected by a robot that they make them so human.
2: You can make that like where your robot makes you work for it. Yeah, it's exciting like a game, and you you meet the final boss. You get to come in her mouth. You call that a cock? <laughs> you call that a cock? That would be sad. But dudes would probably do terrible things to their robots, you know, if you think about it. Especially if it's like, well, they'll, pl- they'll program robots to be, like, super similar to people. Like, maybe some of them will be, like, really hard to get. Some of them will be just total sluts. You'd be like, hey, robot, go fuck my friends. And the robot runs in the other room naked. Just starts, yeah. gong you run in there. Your friend's running a train on your robot. <laughs> the fu- you would like that guy's fucking your robot. Heck yeah, what are you saying, man? <laughs> it's gonna happen if they keep doing what they're doing now I mean look at what they're inventing like they've have this Japanese robot that has this Unbelievably lifelike face and when it talks its lips move you think of that and you think of the fleshlight And you think of the future and it's a, just a foregone conclusion that eventually they're gonna have some robot that you can fuck that's going to kill the population growth. Because it'll be just like how like, most technology, when it comes out, is really expensive. Like, you remember when plasma TVs were like 20 grand? Oh, yeah. And they were dog shit.
3: They were these small ass fucking, f- I'm like,
2: it's a flat screen. You go over to the guy's house, he's got a
3: flat screen. Yeah, and you I found remember the long out- distance is really expensive. Fuck yeah. you found out what I'm sorry Joe
2: well they then they you know there were those those TVs the early TVs were like 20 30 grand yeah and then they figured out how to make them for like 1500 and they're much bigger you can get an amazing TV now for like way cheaper than that. Yeah. So I think that once they invent a robot, it's just going to be a matter of time. It's going to be a matter of maybe it's ten years, maybe it's twenty years. But there's going to be just a, a, a market for robot fuck dolls, and for women too, man. You're going to go over a chick's house; she's going to have the Hulk living in her house, a Hulk with a giant fucking oak tree dick, just a huge man yeah, with but a. But they g- have no souls, my she friend. Doesn't, she doesn't need a soul. She needs some crock. It's <laughs> just gonna fucking slam her, and like a regular dude is not gonna be able to compete with the Hulk. Hulk smash! <laughs> and she just tells him what to do. Hulk, jo- go drink out of the toilet. Hulk, drink out of the toilet. Just gets in there, boom, 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 and drinks out of the toilet, and then she, she makes him fuck her.
3: You got quite the imagination. It's gonna man.
2: happen, man. It's gonna happen. If what? they keep inventing things, how is that not gonna happen? What
3: do you think? The other two, the other two guys in our four-person society. What do you,
2: Like old ladies, you know, old ladies are always sad and lonely. They won't be sad and lonely anymore. They have giant hulks licking their pussy. while they watch soap operas and shit. Hey, it's a family show. Giant head, like a fucking pumpkin, right between your legs. (laughs) (laughs) And you, like, pull his hair out. Get the fuck out of here. I'm watching TV. Sorry, (laughs) Hulk leave. And he leaves, and Grandma cleans up. Little kids come over. Grandma, we wish you would get rid of the Hulk. Grandma would be like this. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. But that's not happening. <laughs> so if you kids want some cookies, come on the fuck in. But leave my Hulk alone. This big fucking green guy with black hair and purple pants eating your pussy. Leave my Hulk alone. That's my next Burr. song. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have to think that, right? I mean, if men want like some crazy fuck doll, like that's like gigolos, right? There's still there are men who uh, who date rich women like rich older women and they do it just for the money 100% right yeah I know a lady I know a lady she got divorced and she's not she seems like a very nice lady but she's not that attractive and she's deep into her 40s and her boyfriend is this young weak like guy who's in his 20s and he's weak he's just like you're around him, you want to slap him you want to spit in your hand just smack him in the face but he, he's handsome and he hangs out with her and like when they're together he's always like doting on her in this really weird way. And you would say, like, hey, this guy is just like really attracted to her and seems bizarre, but hey he's you gay. know, it he's is gay, what right? it is. But no no no, he's not even gay. He was also dating this other woman that I know who's also rich. And she got rid of him because he was kind of a fucking loser. And then he glommed on to this one. It's kind of the same thing. Right. She finds guys, or he finds girls, rather, that sort of uh, pay for him and take care of everything. And he's like trying to be an actor, but he sucks at it apparently. And he, this guy just gloms on to these rich ladies. It's fucking, but it's essentially like a, a form of prostitution. And he knows his place. Oh yeah, you know he cool. rubs rubs their feet and shit. And these chicks are fucking rich. They're rich. One of them is rich on her own. The other one is rich through divorce. But remember they're
3: the, rich. the was that an actress named Martha Ray? Remember the guy? Her, her, oh yeah. Her ex. He was, was, was on Stern all the time. Gay guys. Yeah, yeah, they were gay, right? Right.
2: Well, didn't Elizabeth Taylor marry some gay guys towards the end?
3: I don't know. She married this guy named Todd and Burton. I don't know who else she married. She married like yeah. She had a ton of
2: fucking guys. All right, let's let's pull it up. Elizabeth Taylor, gay husband. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think i'm making it up beth taylor gay husband every
3: time that i think of it's you. a gaping photo what
2: <laughs> don't pull that up let's see elizabeth taylor gay husband it's got to be in there
0: um elizabeth taylor wikipedia okay look for the term gay do you follow any of that Hannibal Barris, uh, yes. Bill Cosby rape? Yes. That's interesting. What happened? Yes. Hannibal, uh, for the last couple months, has been practicing this new bit here and there about Bill Cosby. Uh, because supposedly there's been like 13 people that have screamed yeah. rape about him. And he just brought it up. And out of nowhere, now it's picking up where uh, everyone's talking about it. And, well, uh, what he's
2: saying is you could Google it, too, yeah, that it's yeah. easy to see. Like 13 there's, people. Apparently, Bill Cosby has this reputation for drugging women and then having sex with them. It's fucking it terrifying. Do you think that this guy who's no. like America's family icon yeah. from the Huxtables is this drugging rapist?
3: That's scary. It's well, I, sc- I've heard shaky rumors about him for a long time. Yeah? Like what other stuff? No, that kind of I mean. Kind I, of I didn't hear the drug thing, but just that he was a you know, womanizer and... Whatever. Well, you know,
2: there's a big difference. Why does anyone care? Why doesn't anyone care care about the sexual assault allegations against Bill Cosby? Well, you know, General booty. (laughs) 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 Um, but when you hear Hannibal talk about it, it's um, it's interesting because first of all, he's one of those guys as recently as 2004. Wow, from the 1970s. Yeah,
0: and that's another Mm. smoke fire thing. Come on, thirteen people scary oh <laughs> not only that I mean how many <laughs> of these
2: women are embarrassed or terrified yeah, or yeah, I mean whatever. he's wealthy you know I mean just because you're you're gonna sue him doesn't mean you're gonna be protected I mean even if you win you're are you gonna be who knows what he's capable of anybody's capable of raping you drugging you and raping you you're probably capable of some dark shit they might be capable of killing you yeah you know, or getting you whacked you know who the fuck knows if you're threatening his his future or his family or his millions that's fucked up. It is fucked up. Fucked up. Good for Hannibal, though. I sent him a text. He's so great. Something good for you, dude. Fuck that guy. It's weird though that it takes a comedian yeah, right. making a bit to...
3: about it that yeah. all of I mean it's this is common knowledge. Well, I've heard of it like I said for a long time. But it's like I don't know how much you know you never, you never know how much is true, you know. Right, of course. Rudy Huxtable is pretty. That's what Which What's one that? isn't one of those girls.
2: A lesbian now?
3: Uh, I think Lisa is that one of the The kids from the show.
2: The youngest one is. She's pretty. Oh
0: yeah, the one below Rudy, where they brought in a younger girl because Rudy was getting too old, so they tried to save it with even a younger girl.
2: I don't remember any of that shit. (laughs) No, but it is kind of crazy that it takes Hannibal talking about it for this to be a story, right?
0: And still, nothing's happening. You know, if if it was anyone else, I wonder. Somebody's
2: got to prosecute. Yeah, you have to have a lot of evidence to do something like that, I would imagine. You know, I mean, there's the, there's definitely the evidence of, like, so many folks calling, so many women, rather, calling uh, rape on them. But I think you have to have something where the they can decide. Like, something this tangible, is, yeah. yeah.
3: I mean, obviously, not that many people are going to make up something for what, you know? Yeah, it seems like you
2: could get a couple chicks to make some shit up. But not 13. Yeah. If you had a couple evil bitches in your life... You can you can get some crazy stories that aren't true at all. Yeah. I Thirteen had a, different women saying you drugged them. I had a hooker once in,
3: uh hey, in, uh, easy, Tom, in a, show in Atlantic City, finger C- picking hookers. I was in Atlantic City and I, she, I brought her back, right or whatever, and she's threatened to you know sue me, i not sue me, blackmail me, right? Like let me tell you something, I don't know if you've ever seen my act, but nobody gives a fuck if i ever had a hooker. you see seen my, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's not True. like uh, Bob Saget who's like was on a fa- uh, on a family show, you know.
0: I heard Atlantic City's hurting. I heard uh, not, the not where family. I go.
3: Now I'm at the Tropicana. That's like really hot still. It's, they have been in in the black for a long. Time. There's only a couple in the black, and they're one of them. Yeah, there's a lot of casinos that are really struggling though. Oh, right? they closed. Yeah, which makes it even better. I hate you hate to to capitalize on somebody else's misery, but it, 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 the trap is hotter than ever. Right. Yeah, Atlantic City's troubled. It's also the, the Sandy damage, right? Hurricane Sandy really fucking yeah. did a number on that place. A lot of things did. And also the fact that the, the biggest thing is the fact they opened up other casinos in Pennsylvania and New Jersey and Delaware. so They didn't have to travel as far, you know. People used to come in busloads to Atlantic City. But I'll be there Memorial Day Saturday if you want to get your tickets now.
4: <laughs>
3: and just remain in line. Don't Don't riot
4: go see him he's
2: one of the best in
3: america one of your favorite places massey hall Ooh, great this place week, yeah with gabriel oh that's a beautiful that's place man massey hall is like
2: historic yeah, massey hall Hamilton, in toronto it's yeah. one of those places where you go there you're like holy shit the beatles played here did they really I believe so wow i believe they did there's all sorts of cool fucking um, posters on the wall of all the different people that have played there all throughout the years. Uh-huh. Amazing, amazing place. I
3: remember the posters. I didn't I was, I was. get close to them. I thought they were advertisements there. <laughs> <laughs> I did. <laughs> you got to get close up to see shit? No. How good. close? Like right I got here? good vision. How, 2020 or what? 2020 in one eye and just a little bit less in the other. I, I can still see close. Mm-hmm. A friend of mine goes to me, we go to a restaurant in Lake City. He goes, uh, he, he goes, you can't read that. I go, I'm reading it. He goes, that's bullshit. I go, what do you think? I snuck around. I didn't even know what <laughs> restaurant we're going to. I think I went all over town and memorized the to, to impress you with my close-up vision. He's mad that his close-up vision is bad right. and yours is good. You know
2: what fucks it up, apparently, like really bad, is monitors. Yeah. They're saying that monitors, like, the strain of staring at an LCD screen over years and years oh, yeah. is so, just fucking super
0: bad for your my, eyes. My dad always says every couple hours, go outside and look at a faraway mountain for, like, ten minutes, and it will stretch your eye. Because uh, your eyes are so stretching to look Someone's at the mountain. Someone's sneak up cool. on you and rob <laughs> you. <laughs> staring off at of the mountains. <laughs> what are you looking at? His fucking eyes are standing
2: still. I'm going to take his money. He's not even going to know I'm coming. He's I'm looking not- off in the distance like he's waiting for a fucking
3: Indian train to come out. <laughs> What's wrong with that guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah I had yeah, an ophthalmologist yeah, yeah. tell me to read, like, because he, he knows how much I travel. He said, read without the uh, glasses for the first 20 minutes, and it keeps your eyes stronger. I don't know, but it seems to work. For the first 20 minutes, read without glasses. For 20, 25 glasses. minutes, like when I'm reading the paper. And then put them on. Then you can put them on, yeah. Huh. But, but it, it gives them more strength. I don't know if it's true, but I it's worked for me. i fucking with you. I got that dumb motherfucker squinting. he's just laughing at home eating
2: breakfast thinking
4: "Ah!" thinking about you squinting
2: (laughs) some people make up shit like that you know like make up things that will help you and things that won't fucking weirdos but apparently there's nothing they can do about eyesight besides LASIKs and stuff for like long distance surgery but for short 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 distances it's about your eye losing its
3: ability to to uh, adjust, oh. like cl-
2: close up shit, and apparently like when Gary Shilling,
3: Gary Shanley put his face right on the paper. I was just, at the Kind Magic Club, <laughs> like this old professor, <laughs> like this nutty professor kind of thing. <laughs> like
2: trying to read the menu. Hold yeah, on, hold on. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, mine's What's not that the- bad, but it's getting worse, man. My my vision's definitely getting worse. Over the last uh,
3: year or two years, I've noticed a p- pretty big drop off. You know, it can actually get better in some ways. Like if you, according to the curvature of the lens, but I had I, one of my eyes improved a little. I said, "How is that possible?" He says, "You just got lucky because of the way it curves." Really? Yeah. It just got better. It must be the same guy that, that robbed uh, robbed him when he was looking at the sunset. That's ridiculous. But no, no, I've heard it. it you know, it's not going to like get incredibly better like a jet pilot, but it's going to, you know, it can improve. Well, I would think that they're going to come up with something eventually. Yeah. This is a matter of time before they figure
2: out something. There's uh, there's certain nutrients that they can give you that improve eyesight. Luton, I think, is one of them.
3: That, uh, Whatever that carrots has in them. I don't think that's true. I think that carrot thing is bullshit. Excuse me, I think a Mr. Bugs Bunny told me.
4: Oh! Is this thing, is thing on? on? Hello?
2: What does uh, Bill Cosby say about all this? Has anybody ever asked him?
0: I don't think he's talking about it. He's, well, pull that, up Bill Cosby's statement on
2: rape. Okay. Yeah, what could he say? Let me see
3: if I I'll pull it up here. Yeah, how, what, I, how I never raped 13 women. <laughs> 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 on rape.
2: Let's see what he says. I bet he says it's all bullshit. Queen Latifah show. We didn't cancel the Bill Cosby interview. Whoa, that's recent. October 30th. Yeah, that's Holy because of shit. Hannibal's. Wow. We didn't cancel Bill Cosby interview over rape allegations. Oh, they canceled it. Hmm. Let's see why they didn't do that. You can put your Cosby sweater away because Bill Cosby won't be appearing on soon on the Queen Latifah syndicated talk show to promote his upcoming comedy tour. According to TMZ, Queen, Queen Latifah... And her talk show staff pulled the plug because of some rape allegations that surfaced earlier this month. So, what is she saying? She did. We didn't cancel. Okay. Early this month, comedian Hannibal Burris. Bah, 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 bah. Um, they, they're quoting what Burris's uh, act said. Um, well, so there's some women that are coming down with the stuff. Do, 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 uh, t- this is a confusing article.
0: There's a huge article on Snoop's right now. Snopes. Snopes about that. Yeah, and it just breaks down all the different girls who are uh, coming forward and wow. it's just constant and all saying wow. the same thing about being drugged and that, uh, horrible. That's dark.
2: They I, were po- okay. They they were uh, responded with the following statement: Mr. Cosby's scheduled appearance on the Queen Latifah show was postponed at postponed. his request and was in no way related to any. Of, a, of our recent or he upcoming He had a busy against. rape day. <laughs> hmm. He couldn't squeeze it in. Yeah, he was out there buying roofies in Mexico. <laughs> it's hard to get roofies wherever he lives in Beverly Hills. <sighs> yeah. Um, it's weird that it's recent if it's all, like, since the 1970s. But again, like, back then you didn't have a lot of recourse, you know? I mean, you couldn't just go on Facebook and say, hey, Bill Cosby raped me.
0: Yeah, and the DNA That's stuff. True, yeah. And I mean, back then, you pretty much had to probably scoop out yeah, the come out of you and take it in. That wouldn't even work. Yeah.
2: How would they prove it was his cum? Yeah. You know, they're they're solving crimes now that they they had the DNA evidence stored away for a long time, and now they're trying to connect it to people. I mean, there was a time I was watching. Uh, you
3: know what I watched the other day? Bullet with Steve McQueen. I was going to watch that yesterday. I didn't have time. Oh, it was fucking. I watched great. The Odd Couple. It was fucking great. It's funny. I got to see that
2: next time I fly. It was fucking great. Um, But one of the things that was great about it, besides the action scenes, like the car chase scene through San Francisco is fucking incredible. Yeah. It's a 68 Mustang and a 68 Dodge Charger. And they're driving through the streets of San Francisco, going over bumps and going flying through the air. It's fucking and One of the things about that movie is they don't talk for, like, long stretches of the movie. It's all action. Like, ten minutes sometimes without a word gets said. But the... um the thing that struck me about like DNA, like when it came to like crime scenes and stuff like that, there's no fucking they didn't know who did anything. They no. didn't swab anything down. Someone died. Like you had to catch the guy killing somebody. The, they'd pick up the gun. Here's the yeah. gun.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, they did fingerprints. Dusted for fingerprints. But you know, yeah. you gotta fucking then kind of, all you'd have to do is wear gloves. Wear gloves, you can kill everybody. <laughs> you know you'd have to like today. Murder
3: if, gloves, yeah, if homicide you sweat, gloves.
2: If you sweat on something, yeah. Like if you pick up, like if you you have a sweaty hand, and you touch a knife, they can get DNA off of that. How
3: about the way they can tell if they did you, if you did cocaine by your hair? Isn't that nuts? Holy shit! They yeah. take
2: pieces of people's hair. Yeah. If, they
3: want, if you go in for a drug test, like for, for em- work, for employ- employment,
2: yeah. That's Maybe. fucking disgusting to me, man. That's that just really drives me crazy. That especially the. Uh, the, the marijuana ones, because it takes like six weeks for it to go out of your system. You could have smoked a joint five fucking weeks ago, yeah. and your job tells you that you can't smoke pot even in your off time. You could drink your fucking self silly Friday and Saturday, stumble out of bed, fucking recover Sunday morning, get to work on Monday, and no one says a goddamn thing to you.
3: I have a friend who's a DA. He's a big-time big, big time DA, and he has this idea that pot this is going to kill you. Is a gateway drug, right? And I said, gateway to what, my ass? Ah. I mean, it's not a gateway. I said, look, I know, I know so many people who smoke pot. Most of the people I know smoke pot. None of them are doing heroin. None of them, uh, hardly any of them, they've, they've tra- occasionally dabbled in cocaine. They don't do anything. It's not a gateway drug. It's, a gateway- it's, like, it's like saying, you know, beer is a gateway to uh, uh, whiskey. Not necessarily. It might lead you to it, but it's not. A, you know what
2: I mean? Well, the yeah. idea of gateway drugs has been thoroughly discredited anyway. The, the idea that a drug makes you do another drug or allows you to do another drug. If there's any one drug that there's any evidence at all for being a gateway, it's fucking alcohol. Yeah. Because of the lowering of inhibitions and the fact that a lot of times people want to do an upper to sort of wake back up. Like where people start doing Coke. Like, hey, right. you, want, you want to do a little Coke? Wake up. Like no, no one ever, do, you never do smoke weed, and someone goes, "Hey man, you want to do some coke? Let's fuck this up, yeah, right? <laughs> fuck up this nice mellow buzz <laughs> with some rapid heartbeat." <laughs> Larry King had this thing that he put on. What is this? Proposition 47 10,000 prisoners to be released from California state prisons due to Proposition 47?
0: For misdemeanor, so a lot of uh, misdemeanor uh, drug charges like marijuana oh. charges. That's uh, awesome, and, man. And so they're sure. also saying that it's going to be 40,000 people a year less, uh, fewer convictions because of this policy. Well, imagine That's sitting beautiful. there
3: smoke, who you smoked, you, you sold pot next to a child molester, a rapist. I mean, how is that fair? Unbelievable. Yeah. Right? You know, Washington, D.C. just made it legal, and Oregon did as well. Oh, I knew there were two places.
0: And New York is going to stop arresting you for marijuana. Uh, That's
2: nice, but why don't they just make it illegal? (laughs) Or make
3: it legal, rather. Make it legal everywhere. Come on, what are we, babies? What I don't understand is how is it federally still illegal, but it's legal here?
2: Because the government's fucked the government's fucked the federal government is ridiculous the whole idea behind it it's only supposed to be there in times of war it's not supposed to have any precedent it's not supposed to have power over the states it's like it's only supposed to have power over the country in times of war so we're at the, like perpetual state of war I mean that's where taxes came about too you know income taxes all came right. about through war and it was supposed to kind of go away like you remember when we lived in the East Coast and they'd have tolls yeah. and it was to pay for a bridge uh-huh. But then once they how paid expensive for the bridge, is that fucking bridge? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Once they paid for the bridge, they're like, "Hey, you know, this is fucking <laughs> we gotta paint it <laughs> They just keep fucking I mean how much money is like the like Staten Island bridge made the Verrazano uh, bridge
3: Verrazano. Yeah, how much is that made? That's one of the most expensive ones I've ever been. Uh, 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 is it like 20 bucks now?
2: Oh, it's fucking unbelievable and people pay it every day every day you're paying that money Yeah, we well, used to stop and think about how much money that fucking bridge must have earned People get they get addicted to getting that money. They get that money, it's coming in. That's why all these um these crazy people that think you don't have to pay taxes, they go back to the constitution. Look, it constitutionally says you don't have to pay taxes. Go try that out. Yeah. Go try that out and watch how fucking fast they'll lock you in a cage. I got
0: a
3: call from oh. the IRS. That
0: bridge generates three hundred and thirty million a year. What, Which one? Three hundred and
2: thirty million dollars a year. That's unfucking real. What are they? A Rod?
0: hey, what are you fucking
2: Justin Bieber over here, (laughs) you fucking bridge? It's a lot of money. Yeah, they're addicted to it. They're addicted to that money. Fuck. That's insane. But that's, you know, that's the state law on marijuana. It's is ridiculous the federal government shouldn't have any power to stop the state from doing what it wants to do and they, they tried with with um, with Colorado and with Washington State by keeping it out of banks that was the big one keeping it from federally insured banks and so these f- fucking poor people were forced to take cash everywhere yeah. they're getting cash and they were going to uh, the the bank to deposit cash and getting like tra- checks and shit you know, And they had these fucking bank checks They were getting written out for these cash deposits Like tens of thousands of dollars at a time So these millions of dollars of bank checks The whole thing was a disaster and very dangerous They hired these Blackwater guys They hired these mercenaries and shit To, to guard over the fucking people That were taking the money to the banks It was crazy when you let people know That these people are going to have cash Everybody knows they're going right. to have cash There's no, Not like credit card receipts that don't you, do you any good anymore It's actual money You steal it, you, you got it now <clears throat> and that's what these fucking federal people were making these state people do. It's ridiculous. You've been to Denver since it's legal, right? Fuck yeah, <laughs> I did my my. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, we my talked Comedy about Central special yeah, there. I know. Yeah.
3: I, I talked about you because I did the room about a month after you did it. It's f- yeah, I needed to do it there. I wanted to do it there. Plus, that room is amazing. I, I like both the clubs. I like the other one too. The other one's great too. The other, it's, yeah, it's like like a, it's like being on a cruise ship. Everything's right there yeah, you know, but the downtown it has got its own funk. I mean you got a That's a historic club.
2: Yeah. Yeah, the comedy works in Denver. Both of them are great. I
3: mean that's a That's an amazing town. It's an amazing story the woman at Wendy Worked her way up from a waitress and owns owns all that and owns the condos and good for her You know she's
2: responsible for the entire comedy scene in Denver man yeah. She's like the person who like without her comedy in Denver would not be the same yeah. You could point to one person. Oh, yeah. You know, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do it at her club. I wanted to let everybody know how awesome that place is, how awesome she is. She she builds up comedians. Like, she starts them up from the time they're open micers, you know, B- builds them up. They have classes there. They, they get to do, like, open mics, and then they get to do MC gigs, and they work up their way up to middle, and then they become headliners. Like, she has, like, a whole system in
3: place. I I worked there once and I didn't I didn't have a good week and I said you know I don't feel like I don't want to take your money with a ski mask on I said it's whatever we had this conversation she says no it was us we didn't promote you right we had this thing and next time I went in it was great you know like it was very cool and I mean like the thing is I don't I never want to rob anybody If I really think you know if it didn't work out well like ticket sales wise yeah it used to be much harder too before the internet came along much harder to promote gigs well, now it's like, you know, incredible, the power, you know. I was telling somebody today coming over here, I said, this podcast is more more valuable than if I did every late night show this week. Isn't that nuts? Yeah, it's true, though, you know. Well, nobody watches
2: those late night shows for stand-up anymore. No. Unfortunately, and, you know, they watch it just to, like, if you're like bored. Like, who's on? Oh, Bono's on. All right. Yeah. And you sit there and you watch it. It's rare that people like look forward to it, especially people of our generation. But also, it's you don't get a real representative set. If you do stand-up on uh, one of those things, it's, so soulless. it's six minutes, five
3: minutes sometimes. But the thing that bothers me is the opening monologues more than anything. Boy, uh, President Obama was in the news today. Whew. Boy, was President Bush stupid, huh? <laughs> ooh, ooh. You know, it's like all that same stuff regurgitated over. I mean, it's, uh, first of all, you know how hard it is to do like eight, 10 minutes a night. And Leonard yeah. used to do like 20, 25, but it's not. Did the, he really uh, do
2: 25 a night?
3: I think he did. He did close to that. I mean, we can look it up. No. But his, uh, his, uh. That's incredible. You know, he, he claimed the reason he didn't have comedians on more was because they wanted to see him. You know, the, the, the public demanded to see him. <laughs> demanded it? Yeah. Well, he was a little
2: nervous about competition. Oh, yeah. Rightly so. I mean, you think about all the fucking shifty shit they did with
3: him. They were always fucking with him. Moving well, him who's, around. Who's he, number one and gets fired?
2: Pretty crazy, right? Yeah. He number was number one, one and he got he fired. He was always
3: number one. Yeah, right? Both yeah. times. Both times. Conan, it dipped so badly. Poor, you know, it's, I mean, I got nothing against Conan, but my God. You know what Conan did to me the once? Did I tell you this? What? About the Irish joke. Oh, yeah, he was upset at you, right? I thought he was fucking kidding. You know, here's this Harvard grad, Simpsons, hip, smart guy. And and you did a joke about Irish women. I did a joke about Irish women that I wrote in Ireland, and the Irish women loved it. And he says, I really didn't like that joke, you know. And I feel like saying, that's because you look like one of the women I'm talking about. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Over here, this guy.
3: <laughs> but anyway, he never had me back going. I didn't care. I never, not like I tried, but it was like so funny. I said, you know, how can you be a comedian and then be thin-skinned? Well, he wasn't really a comedian. He was a writer. right. You're right. And then he became the host of a show where he yeah. sort of does
2: a monologue, but he never like toured as a stand-up and sort of built up an act.
3: Well, we don't have applause signs right, when we do stand-up, and we don't have a guy waving people to stand-up as we walk in the room. Yeah, you're standing ovation without earning it. Yeah, they had a guy with a headset
2: on. As soon as people come in, everybody makes him Yeah, stare. That's a weird it's
3: fucking gig. So corny. Gig.
2: That's a weird fucking gig. All those, the pageantry of those late night shows is very strange. You don't
3: do them anymore, huh?
2: Nah, I didn't like them.
3: I did Ferguson. That was fun. And I did Fallon.
2: I think they're both great guys.
3: Yeah. It's just, I think that, especially after doing
2: podcasts, Oh, with the freedom you have, you yeah. can forget it. The, those shows, are they're fucking dinosaurs, man. No one's going to understand you. They're not going to get it. You're going to have this like couple-minute blurb. All right, thank you. Thanks for coming on. We'll be right back. <laughs> 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 well,
3: you know, I knew when it was dying, when people would say, man, I saw you on Letterman, really good set. And I go, oh, thanks, I was never on it. No, I go, no, I saw you. I go, oh, is there anything else I did that I don't know about? <laughs> But I used to get credit for things I never did. Right. That's when I realized nobody knows even what they're watching.
2: Yeah, I saw you somewhere. You're talking. It looked like Letterman. What was that thing you did with the
3: guy? What was that joke you did was really funny? Oh, the funny one. Yeah, let me single that one out. You know that
2: fucking joke? You uh, Not the first one.
3: No, the one about the Italian
2: guys talking to
3: each other. I think those shows were something to aspire to back in the day well they were like the imprimatur they were the seal that you made it yeah and johnny carson at least gave you a wink that that put you into another level and i think for a, a comic too
2: like some comics like really wanted to host a talk show
3: you know there's yeah. a lot
2: of guys that really wanted to do well, that tosh sort of a did. show
3: tosh did and now he's so happy with with what he's doing
2: well what he's doing is him you know yeah. it's representative much more of his style of course but I think those there's a lot of guys that like had this thing, like they wanted to be considered as like did Richard Jenny ever have a talk show?
3: No, but he wanted all that. He wanted a sitcom and He uh, never had a talk show. As great as he was, he never satisfied himself about what about his terrific talent, you know. Well, I think he was a
2: great stand up comic, but he great. wanted all that other stuff. He wanted to be yeah, Jim wanted Carrey, to Jerry. Yeah, Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah. But a lot of guys wanted to be that sort of Jay Leno guy Yeah Where they uh, Ladies and gentlemen Tonight on the show We got oh, We got ha- a good ha- show tonight We got ha- ha- <laughs> Singing heard- our first song <laughs> from <laughs> <laughs> You never hear a guy go We got a crap show tonight folks The show sucks But luckily for you I'm funny So we'll see all you right. in a minute <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna shit on All this fucking back terrible back I got some bad fucking movies to promote and fucking worse songs <laughs> and, we'll stupid, right <laughs> and stupid vapid actresses who have nothing to say but are hot. We're going to ask them about uh, Islamophobia, we're going <laughs> to ask them about uh, public discourse and uh, your pictures getting leaked. Yeah, it's um it's it's a dinosaur now,
3: like the idea of doing a, a talk show to me. It does you no good as yeah. a comedian people go oh you're on they, it does you no good but, well, but don't i mean it would
2: what, do uh, some good if you hosted it like i bet well, seth
3: meyer's numbers are up if yeah he goes on the road. but you know it's like when i did the tonight show don't forget the first time i did it there was there you know everybody didn't even have cable wow it was 86 Jeez you know christ and uh and so it was really important because it was basically the three networks that were the power so if you were on, you I and mean, you were on a third of the, the most powerful you know, th- things were being broadcast. How many people would watch The Tonight Show back then? I don't know. Millions. I mean, it was really big. I mean, imagine, Joe. They didn't have choice. There was no internet. There was no There were no podcast. There was no anything. Well, that's why if you got shut out,
2: if you got, like, blackballed from a show, like Ed Sullivan would blackball people yeah, oh, from uh, The Ed Pat- Sullivan Show. Uh, who got blackballed? Jackie Mason got blackballed. Yes, that's right. They thought Jackie Mason, there was thought that he gave him the finger, right? I thought he gave him this. The nose.
3: Uh,
2: you like this? Yeah. What does that mean? When you put your thumb on your nose and you wave your fingers no, 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 like a turkey? No,
3: no, What's that like up is your ass or something?
2: <laughs> Imagine if a guy does that to you and you're like, I'm writing that fucker off for life. What does it mean? No. I don't know, but I don't like it. Yeah, what is uh, a Jackie Mason, Ed Sullivan show, right? Jackie Mason kicked it. Um, right here.
0: Right now. Is Top Jackie Gio. Mason still
3: alive? He's yeah, not he's not still alive. What does he do these days? He still does stand-up. He does? Yeah. Actually, yeah. I saw him a couple years ago do a one man show. He's very funny. I love that cadence. Soup? Anyway, I said to me, "Missed it. I gotta do it. I'm a or a bijou.
0: What was his yeah. show in the eighties? Like something chicken soup or something? Like- oh, yeah. yeah, that's, yeah. that's exactly soup. what it was.
3: It was actually <laughs> in the nineties.
0: Nineties,
2: and uh, one of the guys that I worked with on the show Hardball was uh, one of the uh, PAs on that chicken soup show. Oh, really?
0: Yeah, I
3: forgot he had TV. Jockey had the TV.
0: Yeah, Supposedly was the finger I uh, Mason pointed back at Sullivan. And, oh it was the finger yeah. it wasn't the, the, you know, it wasn't the hand. See if the you could find oh you see Jackie
2: Jackie Mason's contact ch- Contract they had contracts Wow Wow uh, Contract to appear in the Ed Sullivan show was canceled after he allegedly gave Ed Sullivan the finger during his October 18th 1964 performance while doing stand-up comedy uh, his stand-up comedy act, Sullivan signaled that Mason had two minutes left to wrap up his act. Mason then pointed back at Sullivan, and to this day, there remains a controversy <laughs> on whether Mason used his middle finger to gesture to Sullivan. After the finger incident, Mason was banned from the show. However, Sullivan and Mason sorted out their feud, and Mason ultimately came back to perform once or
3: more on the show two years later. Oh, that's not even that long. Imagine I'd the- like to see that, though. Imagine being the guy that had to follow the Beatles, probably spinning plates or something. <coughs> Is that what he did? No, I'm, I don't know. I'm just, I don't know who it was. But oh, I, somebody did. Somebody had to follow the Beatles.
2: That's pretty funny. Put on, put on the video of uh, Jackie Mason on the Ed Sullivan show. Because I'm looking th- for right now? That would be fucking crazy.
3: I wonder if they even have that. I bet they do. Don't you
2: think that's online somewhere? This yeah. Might, this might be it. Jackie Mason, Ed Sullivan. Dan, I like your version of the Tonight Show theme.
4: <laughs> <joke>.
2: <laughs> I just the, the other problem with having a show like that is one of the beautiful things of having a podcast is that you could put on whoever you want. Like yeah. I put on my friends like you or people I think are interesting. You know, I, I want people I want to talk to. You say I'm not interesting. I think you're beautiful. I think you're interesting. I think you're funny. <laughs> Ditto. I think you're all that. <laughs> the insecure you know comic. I mean? Like I can have anybody. On. Yeah, no, I would like no, of that. Course. But if you're on a tonoc- Tonight Shows.
3: Type thing they book the guests Oh, the numbers go down when you bring uh, Leno told me the numbers always go down when they put a stand-up on except him <sighs> Well, no, Leno
2: also had an issue with uh, he would have to watch those fucking terrible movies that he was promoting And it's one of the things he loves about yeah. doing his car show now yeah. like you can't, like I was talking to Mike Lacey at the Comedy Magic Club right in Hermosa Beach And he was saying Jay's so happy now. He doesn't have to watch those shitty movies anymore Yeah, and plus he really fucking loves cars that should oh, have know. been his gig
3: all along. He loves cars like you like martial arts. He's, He's great at it. Yeah. You ever
2: listen to that show, that Jay Leno's Garage? No, no. It's so much better than anything he ever did on the Tonight Show. It's a really good show. Well, he was a great comedian one time. Yeah. Well, it's not even comedy. It's very The comedy is the worst part of the show. Uh-huh. When he tries to do stand-up it's, or, or, or tries to joke, it's uh, the worst part of the show. The best part about the show is just his passion for these yeah. classic cars.
3: It's always fun when somebody has a passion for it. Like you're, you know, you're right. It's like, yeah. Well, also, for me, I'm a car nut too. I love
2: cars. So when I hear him talk, he knows way more about cars than I do. And also, <clears throat> he has a full like airplane hangar, like a then, warehouse filled with cars. A constant staff of mechanics that are working on these cars. Incredible. He must have made a fucking unbelievable
3: amount of money. Well, you know, he the re- rumor is that he never spent any of his money from the Tonight Show. Yeah, that all, It's you know, all of it is stand up money. All of it is stand
2: up. Yeah, that's incredible.
3: And he was making like you know hundred like hundred thousand a night or some ridiculous figures when people were making five. That's five, incredible. Five thousand, you know, doing yeah. shows. You
2: mean yeah, and doing stand-up? live
3: stand up. His, that's his price is really
2: high. Yeah, so he's got, like, every fucking car known to man. He's got a collection of Porsches and classic cars and Mustangs and just everything. And on his show, he'll, like, bring in, like, new cars that are, like, being put out right now. And he I didn't has even the know he had a on. show. I have to watch it. It's fucking great. It's on YouTube. It's uh-huh. called Jay Lena's Garage. It's, uh-huh. it's the best thing he's ever done. I really believe that. No best thing is Because it's all... His, he oh. wears a jean shirt and jean pants. You know, he's got the right. fucking the the same he really clothes is. he wears. The way he really is, yeah. and he's going over all these different cars. Like they'll bring in the new Mustang, and he'll go over the interior and ask him questions about the engine. This now, let's take it for a drive. They take it for a drive, and he's like having fun and hitting the gas. And it's a fucking great show. It's mm. a great show. He's been doing it for a few years now, too.
3: Even while he was doing tonight's Show. Yep. Oh.
2: Yeah, he was doing it online when he's doing his night show, and now it's basically all he's doing. I mean, he not, obviously doesn't need any fucking money. He's just yeah. doing it and enjoying it. But it's great. Did you find it?
0: It's supposed to be on this episode, but it's it's on Hulu, and there's like five different advertisements on it. But it, it says
2: so. YouTube, Jackie Mason, Ed Sullivan. Oh, I think
0: he's actually talking about Ed Sullivan because he's much older. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm still trying to find the... Uh it looks like it's supposed to be on this episode, but. Hmm. You know, Red Bands, the least you could do is find a fucking damn I
3: mean, you're <laughs> out. Common- well,
2: just pull this up, Jackie Mason Live, because it's kind of interesting to see him when he looks like he's about 30 years old, because now you see him. Just pull up Jackie Mason Live. It's, you know, uh, he's, he's like from
3: mid-America. I he thought is? he was like a New Yorker, yeah. He is? That's, I'm pretty sure. I just heard that. Wow. No. Really? You
1: call you. I said, well, why don't you give him a ticket? I love that He's cadence. He's
2: also double parked. Mm-hmm. As mm. a matter
1: of fact, if not for him, would I be double parked? Sheboygan,
2: Wisconsin. Got first, I, have to pay yeah. his ticket. I don't even know
1: this guy. I have to support him. He can't afford a ticket. it's will That's great
3: cadence, isn't it? Yeah. I told him besides, I'm not even parked on this side of the street.
1: I told him, I'm parked on the other side. I happen to be far from the curb.
2: That's all. I'm, I'm parked on the, the other him. side. He's I happen to be far judge. from the curb. I that's all. <laughs> I'll be talking to you. Are you a judge? He if I was a judge, I would we'll be to talking to you. He's
1: got something to tell the judge. Let him tell him himself. I'm not running a messenger service between him and a judge. <laughs> he says, listen, I take orders. I said, you take orders, I order you to stop writing that ticket. He said, you're going to have to make a personal appearance in court. I said, first you give me a ticket, now you're my manager.
4: <laughs> I told
1: them off, nobody could push me around and get away with it. The next day, I'm standing in front of the judge. <laughs> and he says to me, guilty or not guilty? I said to myself, he don't know. Why should I tell him? Let him
4: <laughs> why should and I tell him?
1: If he finds out I'm guilty, let him call me back. I told him it's only one out of two. Take a chance. He says, were well, you ever up before the judge?" I said, "What time you get up?" <laughs> now he gets mad. He says, "One boy wait twenty-five dollars for consent." I said, "My consent, you can have enough. You can keep your twenty-five dollars." <laughs> this whole system stinks. I support the police to protect me from crooks. That's why I support them, right? In a civilized society, you support cops because you need protection from crooks. You want to know the amazing thing? With crooks, I got more trouble. I only got trouble with cops. <laughs> Reach the point, I see a crook, I'm happy to see it. I see a cop, <laughs> I
4: get
1: nervous. I see a cop, comedy I get nervous. You ever ride in the street and get stopped by a crook? Never! <laughs> Always a cop!
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's actually good comedy, man. Yeah. That's especially when you consider the fact, that what year was that from, Brian? Uh, looks
0: like the sixty-sixty-three. 63.
2: Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, that's a long fucking time ago. And that guy was a grown-ass man doing comedy.
3: But I mean, it's so contrived, but so funny. Cause yeah. I the, the whole physical thing, hes going, yeah. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, that's
2: strong. That's pretty strong comedy, especially in consideration of the, the amount of time lapsed. Oh, yeah. You know, it's it's hard watching some old stand-up. Well, it holds up. Yeah, that's pretty good. It's pretty good. If you saw that on stage in a crowd, the, you'd be laughing the at that. The idea
3: that, that you cro- the crooks never stop, your cops do. Yeah, it's true. I never got stopped by Oh,
0: he's playing in the greater Los Angeles area. What does that say? In Inglewood, New Jersey. He'll be there April 25th.
2: Ah, Inglewood, New Jersey.
0: Inglewood, which is not far it's
2: from... It's the- a Bergen Performance Arts Center. Okay.
0: Is that his only gig? Yeah. Is yeah, that coming up? Next year, April
2: 25th. Oh, that's it? Yeah. Maybe he's just like a once a year. Well, at least
0: on Ticketmaster.
2: He's 83 years old, man. He probably doesn't really want to do stand-up anymore. Probably gets annoying after a while. But then again, like, Carlin, I mean, he was in 83 when he died, but he did it to the fucking bitter end,
3: man. Rodney did it to the end. A lot of guys do. Rodney was 83. Yeah, that's the thing for us, right? The guy never stopped doing stand-up. George Burns was
2: 100. He was, right? Still smoked cigars. He really took his time, though. He was (laughs) a little slower. His timing was so relaxed. He couldn't do, like burns if he started out as kinnison <laughs> no nope. how, how long can you do that act to you know imagine sam lived imagine how fucking what bad shape sam would be in today oh my god oh in my god he would be crippled just from yeah. the drugs he'd probably be so broken down or when the opposite Sam's jogging doing fucking yoga and shit. He's like Dallas diamond page goes on <laughs> yoga DVD out You ever seen, you know, Dallas diamond page the wrestler. No He was a, a big-time pro wrestler now He's like 58 years old and he does uh, he does yoga like it, it saved his life saved his body. Uh-huh. he put this video out Of him doing uh, 58 superhero push-ups at 58 years old He did over 50 rather wow. at 58 years old. These are fucking really hard to do Superhero push-up is like you extend your arms all the way forward, extend your legs all the way forward, you, you put your palms to the ground, and you lift yourself up by your palms and then drop yourself down again and lift your legs up and your hands up wow. and then do it again. It's super hard to do, and it t-
3: requires like ridiculous core strength. And he did more than 50 of them at 58 years old. I was thinking about those kind of physical feats. I had a kid. I used to teach fourth grade, and I had a kid. Uh, his name was Tyrone Dunn, a little black kid, great kid. And he, we used to have dance contests, and he had, his closer was he would do he would do a complete split and pick himself up without touching the ground. You know how Whoa. amazing that is.: Yeah, it's like you know just slide up and he would slide up and then go like this, you know, but it was like it was, how old was he? Uh, fourth grade, so he' was probably like 10. Wow. nine or 10. A split and then pull split yourself complete up. split and, and and come up without using your hands to lift off the floor. That's incredible. I know it was, it was amazing. That requires amazing strength, yeah. for a, a young kid like that. Anybody, anybody, who, you know.
2: Too bad it's just dancing. <laughs> Nobody gives a fuck about your dancing? Good, get out of here. <laughs> if you're in the Olympics, you give him a gold medal and make him a hero. It's just dancing, <laughs> spinning around, doing splits and shit. This- like my kids take gymnastics, and I go to the place where they uh, practice, and you see like the real gymnast there too. Yeah, it's it's amazing watching like young kids like 10 years old, that are doing handstands on the balancing bars, on no, the parallel bars, handstands, feet straight up in the air, yeah, and, and then they parallel. flip down, and they go back up again and flip down. It's amazing, amazing how athletic some of these kids are. Yeah, Just getting them there young, early, teach them how to do it, and then they develop this just insane core strength. Is it, do the kids like it? They love it, yeah. Oh, that's cool. It's fun, you know? Kids love tumbling around and being physical and stuff yeah. like that, but I think it's very important to give your kids a sense of, like, a body awareness sense. So I think um, dance class and martial arts and things like that, like anytime you can get your kid involved in anything where they kind of move their body a lot,
3: I think it's really good for them. Oh, yeah. Especially, especially, for their with, brain too, especially you know? with computers now because, in yeah. other way, they could morph into a, uh, a, 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 a young fat kid, which is hard to come back from. Well, I went trick-or-treating. And uh, I saw
2: some kids, these overweight kids that were trick-or-treating, and I felt bad, man, because I saw, like, kids getting the candy, and then it was like they were little junkies. They would take the candy, and, like, you know, we let our kids eat candy, but we don't let them eat a lot of candy, you know? Like, one piece a night is cool. Like, that's all you're allowed to eat. You can't just eat candy all the time. It's fucking toxic. Yeah. (laughs) It really tastes great, but it's not good for you, especially when you get a little tiny 30-pound body. (laughs) Right. You know, you're four years old. If you can eat that whole candy bar, that's fucking crazy. That's like me eating a laptop full of chocolate, (laughs) you know, if you really think about it. But uh, anyway, this little kid was uh, in front of us. She got her candy and then immediately ripped the thing apart and just like... You could, like, literally see her like a junkie, like, eating this candy. She's a little chubby kid. It was sad. It was sad. Because, I mean, here's this kid. She's six years old. And she's all, I mean, around, I don't know, guessing. But she's all chubbed out and just fucking wolfing down candy the moment she gets it. Just reaching into her bag. You know, it's it's a bad fucking habit. They say that sugar is one of the most addicting substances on Earth.
3: Yeah, there was a, yep. m- a book called uh, The Sugar Blues. Gloria Swanson, I think, wrote it, that actress. Mm-hmm. Was, and she was one of the first ones to, to discover how bad it was for you. It's terrible. Yeah. It's terrible. You get used to doing it and used to eating it on a
2: regular basis. It becomes a part of your life, and you yeah. just don't think anything of it. But sugar is fucking awful. It's just not good for you, man. It really can fuck with your head. This you eat it all the time on a deal. Oh, Kevin Smith. I was talking to him about it the other day He just quit all sugar quit all processed sugar and you know He's he's just weight is falling off of his body just falling off of his body Just because he's not taking in like sugar. He'd be eating candy all day and he realized like holy shit I've been fucking Medicating myself with candy and he didn't realize it until he quit and when he quit he was getting like depressed He
3: felt like shit. It took him like two weeks to normalize it is weird. I, I, you know, I've been, you know, battling alcohol, and when I wake up and I don't drink the night before, I can't believe how fucking good I feel. <laughs> I can't believe this is what people that don't drink feel like. Are you hungover from last night? Yeah, I am. <laughs> but last
0: week, I, up to going to Toronto, I didn't drink for like four or five days, and I it felt Incredible. so great. Always,
2: where'd you
3: get the willpower, kid?
0: I just. Like like Dom says, you just wake up once without drinking. You're so like, oh god, this is amazing. Why
3: did why I drink? Well, I, I worked at Brad Garrett's club in Vegas a couple weeks ago, and it was It's one show a night. How fucking easy is that, right? I could do that in a, in a hammock. <laughs> I do the one show, and I, I'm, you know, I'm drinking martinis. And I the Friday night, a week after that, I said to one of the waitresses at the Laugh Factory, MJ. She goes, "What's the matter?" I says, "I'm st- I'm hungover from Vegas." She Says, "Oh, you just got back?" I go, "Yeah." Uh, about six days ago <laughs> you know, That's that's a problem <laughs> That's not good
2: Yeah, that's a hurt Yeah, Brad Garrett, you got a Brad Garrett t-shirt on No, now. but
3: this is a different club See, now Jamie owns that club, the Tropicana The Laugh Factory, and Brad owns the one at the MGM So this is uh, oh. vi- This is vintage, this doesn't uh, exist anymore Ooh,
2: nice you See what uh, I mean, I Mr. Rogan? Didn't want one of those
3: T-shirts before. Now all of a sudden, I want to get one. Hmm. You can't have one.
2: Is there any other ones? I'll take the around? shirt off my back if mm. I wasn't so
3: embarrassed by my flabby <laughs> chest. <laughs>
2: like I like to get some T-shirts of like shirt clubs that don't exist anymore. Like Catch Rising Star. I'd love to have an old Catch T-shirt. Catch Rising Star. We can make uh, that
0: shit just google the google it and you just yeah. there's like those websites you just literally just send the graphic in and they'll send you a t-shirt back.
3: They were cool shirts with the little stars all over them. Yeah. No, right? Yeah.
0: I
2: mean, I know we could probably remake it, but I would love to have like a real F- one. Comedy one. Connection. I have I st- I never threw my store shirts out, even though I fucking grew to to hate the management. I never threw the shirts out. I still have old school I, like, when I throw my old t-shirts out, I get to those stories. I, I want you to come back.
3: I want you to come back there if it makes you happy being back there.
2: I might, man. I'm telling you, I went there uh, what, two weeks ago when Ari filmed Ari. a special there. I was there. Yeah. yeah well, I was there right. yeah. the night
3: the, you were uh, upstairs. You know, a little number, what you did,
2: Mr. A little number. Do you want to come Thursday? Uh, this Thursday, I can't. I'm doing the Ice House. This Thursday, I'm doing the Ice House, and Wednesday night, I'm doing the
3: uh, Improv. So you come and before. do my podcast before Christmas, my brother.
2: Yeah, when's that? Whenever,
3: do it. whenever yeah, we can yeah, do yeah, yeah, we'll it. work
2: it out. Definitely before Christmas. Yeah, we'll do it. Let's do it in December. Fuck yeah, son. It's December I'm Fuck here. Fuck yeah, don't worry, worry.
3: We, you know, we never did one without Jamie there. Yeah, we did. We did one without. Oh, we Jamie. We did. Okay. Yeah, I remember do? I requested it. All right. Like, what if do you want, want Jamie to be here? I'm like, Fuck no. What do you want next time? Who? Next time, him or no him? No him. All right. No. There's no need.
2: Why I, do you and I need somebody
3: else? We don't friend? need anybody. I told you what they were. He writing. gets in the way. My podcast is called Dom Rare Live from Lab Factory. But With Jamie Masada. What happened was it's so funny how people generalize and stupidly prejudice against people who don't even deserve it. Jamie is Israeli. He's he's a Jewish from Iran through Israel to here. So he has quite an, a Middle Eastern accent. And people would tweet tweet me, Tom, love your show. You're very funny, but you gotta lose a little Mexican. <laughs> 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 He's not even Mexican. <laughs> He's brutal though. The first one we did together, it was
2: brutal. I love yeah. Jamie as a person, but as a on a on a podcast, Buddy. wait let me say what really happened. <laughs> yeah. Buddy, let me oh. say what really happened. You could be in the middle of like a very important
3: story. Oh, yeah. You know, well, Fr- Dama Herrera, this not true. You don't remember, Dom. Yeah. You don't remember. <laughs> well, you know, Frazier was on. You know Frazier Smith. Frazier Smith? Frazier's on. Frazier is a, is a professional radio guy. He knows what to do. And he's saying something, and, and Jamie goes, Frazier, you shut up. I, I, You know, like you're saying. And I go, Jamie, you can't tell your guest on a talk show to shut up. You know what you I mean? You shut it's up. A, it's it,
2: Jamie <laughs> Masada's show. <laughs> Jamie could be like a character though that's oh, one he of the is things about chari- especially with you and him together because you always goof on him like he is kind of like a character on a show like it's almost like he's not real
3: I know like he plays along
2: well he was a comic
3: yeah was sort a, of and his best joke you want to hear how bad his best joke was please uh he he was he, w- he was gonna go to a um an a, a, a animal psychiatrist Wait a minute. I, I you know what it's too it's too bad to do. <laughs> I can't even let the words come out of my mouth. Basically he didn't want to tell his troubles to a German Shepherd. <laughs> 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 that was a fun, fun That's
2: test. actually pretty good. <laughs> I want to go to animal psychiatrist, but I don't want to tell my troubles uh, <laughs> to German Shepherd. <laughs> You're getting better at that, Shepherd. Is, is this thing, thing on? on Hello? Is
4: this is this <laughs> sounds is working in here? <laughs>
2: Remember Kinison's joke about an uh, uh, animal psychiatrist? No. And he goes, he goes, yeah, th- you hear about this scam? They're taking people to animal psychiatrists. He goes, give me some of that money. He goes, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll take it. Yeah, it's Fluffy. He's not being himself anymore. <laughs> okay, why don't you wait out in the hallway? Sh- shut the door first of all he takes off his belt you're a
4: fucking dog <laughs> 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 you shit in the yard <laughs> <laughs> bark you fuck <laughs> <laughs>
2: then he brought him back out yeah yeah here's fluffy it really worked out that'll be 35 please <laughs> it's like one of the old school ones from louder than hell from his uh original cd uh-huh. or cassette cassette at the time never released on cd you can get it on itunes now though. i
3: like the desert one remember just move yeah it's a
4: desert cool. It mean, was a
3: clean. It was a clean joke. And it was one of his best jokes.
2: It was sort of clean. We grab there It's about those people that you, late night TV. They used to have those Sally Struthers commercials. Oh, yeah, you're eating a sandwich. Yeah, give, a, give the kid a bite. Yeah, and they're always. Uh, it was about people living in the desert that are that are starving. He goes. We drove here all the way from America, and it occurred to us
4: there wouldn't be world hunger if you people would live where the food is. You live in a fucking desert.
2: Come here. Come here. You know what that is? that's sand. You know it's gonna be a hundred years from now. Fucking
4: sand. We got deserts in America too. We just don't live in mass asshole.
2: <laughs> he was a fucking gem. He was a gem. I still maintain that for like a year and a half, he was the best ever. I think he's he never made, but was, it, especially in context with the times. He was great. Yeah. He was so unusual. Just so different. Like, nobody was like
3: him, but just fucking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was, he was on him. He knew he was going to kill himself. Well, he died in a car accident by a drunk driver, which was so
2: ironic because he yeah. had those jokes about drinking and driving, how we're going to continue to drink and drive. Mm. And then a fucking drunk driver hits him and kills him. It's fucking crazy. It's crazy to believe, man.
3: It's like so ironic. When I first came to the comedy store, I was always glad Sam was there because I knew I wouldn't have to go on last (laughs) because he would would close the original room. He would always close it out, huh?
2: Yeah. And people would come to see him too, right? Yeah. Show up at that time. Very early
3: in his career, he had a draw. A lot of porn people, showbiz people, you know. It was something special, man. That club's something special, man. I I really felt it the other day. I was like,
2: God. It is definitely different too. It's a totally... I mean, Brian's been telling me this for a long time, as has Ari... But, uh, it's when I knew I was going to go back because Ari's special. So I went there the day before to watch the roast battle, which was fucking awesome. Who's who's the, uh, large gay gentleman to my left with the roast battle?
0: Oh, that's, uh...
3: Oh, he was funny, that guy.
0: I can't remember. He used to work for G4, and he's worked on a ton of different Tiny things. That dude was
3: fucking hilarious. You know what it is? I just don't want you being limited... To if you if you have a good time there, I don't want to tell you what to do or be in you know, it like the no. big brother on it, but no, I'll just be like, fine. I, I just I, lo- I loved you seeing you happy there because you know, we, we we can work, we're lucky enough to be able to work any of the clubs we want, and they all treat us well. And you know, why should you be out of one for something that doesn't even exist anymore? Well, now that time he's gone, too. Um, I had a dream about the store the other night.
2: I had a dream that was like we were doing like a variety show, the walls the started store. bleeding, it was weird. No, it was like a weird, like, internet variety show that we were doing out of the store. All these comics were participating in, and I was a part of it. It was really weird, really weird dream, because it felt super realistic. Yeah. And it also felt, like, really, like, like co- very comforting. Like, I felt like I was back home again. It's very strange, you know? That dude. Guy Branham. Fucking hilarious. Yeah. That dude's He's hilarious. really funny. There he is. Oh, yeah. yeah fucking he- dude is really funny. He's really good. He was killing me with the line the roast battle between PDC and who was the other gentleman? Well, uh, Mo- uh, I can't remember who. Was it was. Moses? No, no, it was. Uh, yeah.
0: <clears throat> Gerard. Gerard, yes. Funny, fucking. No, it wasn't.
2: No, Gerard was the uh, the the host of it. That's
0: Brian, Moses. That's Brian Moses.
2: What? Yeah. No, Gerard was the host.
0: No, but the, the Brian Moses is the host. That's no, no.
2: Gerard was the host of this one. It was it was Pete C versus, versus somebody else. Gerard. No, no, it wasn't. No. Yeah. yeah. No.
0: Brian Moses is the host every George week. Host. Yeah. yeah.
2: but he didn't listen. Gerard was hosting it. It was the yeah. the battle was between Pete C and this other dude. No. Yeah. Gerard Gerard is Gerard is the young, really but, funny kid that gun. Spike Lee did his. Uh,
0: oh no 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 no, no. that's. <laughs> different Uh, yeah it's Gerard Carmichael oh okay I got confused
2: so he was the host though
0: no Brian Moses was host,
2: but Gerard Carmichael
0: was hosting it the guy who did the Spike TV thing he was there no he wasn't there what are you talking about being racist no I'm not now Brian Brian Moses hosts uh, every week it's his show okay but yeah damn
3: is a good one, though.
0: That's a, that, that, that rap battle, though, was a lot, a lot of fun, wasn't it? A lot of energy in that room. It, what's amazing right now is the comedy store is going through this thing where the belly room now is becoming the new room. It's like the belly room's on fire right now. I with,
3: think comedy's just hot in L.A. Yeah. again, don't you think?
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, comedy's definitely hot. There's a lot of comics now these days. I mean, it's one of the beautiful things about the Internet is that comics are getting a name without having to do television
3: oh yeah you know that's, a, that's what I was saying before what's the guy's name Brian what Moses? Moses
2: yeah comedy is reaching this new place yeah it is Brian Moses well I'm an idiot comedy is reaching this new place where you're starting to see like like what's her name um, Angela Johnson I don't know. Yeah, Angela Johnson from Mad TV got fucking huge from a video that got passed around about um, about uh, Vietnam, about the nail salon, the Vietnam nail salon ladies. Oh, okay. I know her. Dude, they look very similar. I got confused. Have you seen it? No. It's fucking great. It's a great video. I mean, it's hilarious shit, but she, because of that one bit, was like a middle act And people were coming to see her and then they would leave after her when the headliner would come (laughs) up it was crazy like she was doing that a lot like that was like a big issue like she would show up at the improv crush and then these poor fucks would have to go on after her and like everybody would leave like and she was the headliner like so like then they started booking her as a headliner and I was someplace and I saw her um she was at I forget where it was San Jose I think she's probably from San Jose she's on this fucking giant billboard and wow. a big part of that is from just a YouTube clip. Isn't that incredible, like Russell Peters. That's another one. Russell Peters became giant because of a YouTube clip.
0: He's so Isn't huge he? in
2: Toronto. Yeah.
3: Jesus, he's, he's huge around the world. Huge. Last week I worked with him on this show called uh, "Where's Papa" or "Come to Papa." Tom Papa did a thing at Largo. I thought it was going to be like you know 150 people. It was 600 people. I'm on stage, wow. and I'm, I, I got a scene with Matt Damon. And they, I, when I did my stand-up, I go, well, what am I doing on stage with Matt Damon? Matt Damon should be on stage. I should be a Bananas. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it was really, uh, Russell's there. He's so fucking nuts. He shows me a picture of his hemorrhoids. Right? I go, Russell, oh. I got to eat again eventually. That's I say, unnecessary. I said, how did you do, how did you, where did you, who took that picture? He goes, selfie. <laughs> it <was> a selfie. <laughs> who else gonna selfie. <laughs> 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 was going to take A selfie. The selfie of his ass hemorrhoids <laughs> have you seen all these bear
2: selfies that people are taking it's like the latest trend no yeah well you know there's places in this country especially new jersey where they have like a real bear problem they have overrun with bears oh bear i
3: thought you meant bear, like naked
0: yeah me too i thought gay bear
3: no 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 those, that's uh, just see, that's, a, that's, that's, that's more goes. dangerous they'll <laughs> get some rest that's more
0: <laughs> da-
2: <laughs> that's probably more dangerous have you seen the the video of the two bears duking it out in east rutherford new jersey Put this up. This is the craziest thing ever. It's a fucking residential suburb, and these giant black bears wow. are duking it out. Put a, um East Rutherford, New Jersey black bear fight. It's crazy. It's amazing they survived. They're fucking huge, Dom. I mean, they're huge. Wow. These are big bears. And they have a problem because these bears, they get used to being around residential neighborhoods, and they break uh-huh. into these people's garbage. And they start tearing shit up, and they fight on this fucking guy's okay. lawn. Look at this. Look at these fuckers. Look at the size of them. Turn the volume up so you can hear it. Oh, this isn't the actual video. This is a compilation. But look at these fuckers. So I don't want to hear this broad talk. She's giving play-by-play. I could see this shit. But they do, if you skip the original YouTube clip, Brian, it's better. Okay. Because you hear it. And you hear them going to war and the guy was filming it from his car so he's sitting in his car and these bears are fucking knocking over trash cans and, and They're biting the shit out of each other and it's in a regular neighborhood wow. like a regular fucking neighborhood has Incredible. a bear problem
3: Joe I was watching
2: you these wolves and uh, the wolves, they would bite it and make it run, and then it runs, and they bite it again and make it run, and they keep doing that mm. until it just became exhausted, and it collapsed, and they fucking swarmed it. 20, 20 plus wolves Ooh. killed a grizzly bear, just tore it apart, and they did it all like 100 yards from her house. She's like watching it all in the dark. They like, have Kodiak, see.
3: Kodiak, Kodiak or Kodiak.
2: Yeah. That's from Grizzly Man, right? No. I don't it's think. not?
3: No. Battle <laughs> of
0: Giant Alaskan Grizzlies. Yeah. Wow.
2: well they definitely had that in grizzly man and then werner herzog documentary a very similar battle of giant grizzly bears but these uh bears are enormous these are way bigger than those black bears you can see when you look at them like the mass in their arms like with a black bear you're talking about a big bear being about seven feet this bear is 10 10 plus feet when you see them stand up it's just fucking incredible in that grizzly man documentary, there's a scene where one of the bears stands on his hind legs and rubs his back up against a tree, and you are just like, good god! It's like oh. a 12 foot tall werewolf. I mean, it's this huge fucking animal. They, I don't think they're really 12, but I think they get to 11. I think like they're really? 11 feet tall. It's like a real yeah. Holy well, let's shit. find out what's the tallest grizzly bear ever. I'm gonna say. Tall, it's a brown bear, actually. The brown bears and the grizzly bears are the same species, Bird but Christ. brown bears live near the water when they get all the salmon, and then the grizzlies are interior. They're, they're oh, okay. deep
0: inside. And the um, I thought this video was pretty badass. Oh, this tank t- duking it out? Yeah. I thought it was CGI at first because it just looks so ridiculous.
2: Well, have you seen the one of the kangaroo choking the other tank- kangaroo to sleep? No. We pulled it up for the first podcast, but we never used it. You got that, Jimmy? Did you pull That's it up? Oh, Oh. Um, pull up kangaroo chokes out kangaroo.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know that they had such powerful tails that they could stand on.
2: Yeah, they can do that. Yeah, Yeah. it's kind of a weird thing. It's like, it's really thick, their tails. Size. Okay. The Kodiak bear is the largest one. Here we go. (laughs) (laughs) Every every heavyweight boxer isn't even. What are you saying? (laughs) Well, uh, remember Eddie Ift told us when he first went to Australia, he saw a giant one, and he thought it was a statue, and then he came close, and his friends were yelling, mate, get back in the car!
3: This oh, really? fucking thing turned, and looked at me,
2: like, realized it was alive. I was like, what the yeah, they fuck? Yeah,
3: have, they have wild ones there. besides they're big. The, yeah. You see them. It's so weird to see kangaroo crossing. That's bizarre. Well, I was just in um, Canada,
2: and they have moose crossing signs everywhere. Everywhere you go, there's these giant signs with pictures of moose. Yeah, yeah. You got to worry about it. I was, okay. I was up there moose hunting, Mr. Irrera. wait really? Fuck yeah. Want to see? You're a better man a, than I am. Want to see a moose? Oh. Uh, you're, no, you could do it. You would love it. This is the meat. Um, you would, you would enjoy the shit out of it. It's a good fucking time. It's a crazy thing to do with your time. This is, uh, Brian Callen said it best. He said it's a forest horse. <laughs> Look at that. Sorry Holy about. shit. I'll put it up on Instagram eventually. But I'm preparing for everybody to be mad at me <laughs> that I shot Bullwinkle. <laughs> a bunch of people with leather fucking shoes on right yeah right assholes
3: eating cheeseburgers mad at me i like, i knew these people they're very rich and they had a thing for uh greenpeace or in vegas and they took a private jet you know like a whole save the environment thing right right like if you care so much drive your prius <laughs> you know or-
2: <laughs> yeah taking a private jet And looking to fucking fix the world, that's kind of cute. Did you see that fucking car that they just invented that runs on salt water? Oh, that'd be great. There's a new car that they, yeah, it's on my Twitter feed. They just figured out the way to make a car run on salt water. And the salt water car has some, there's something about the way it's constructed where the the salt water creates some sort of an electric charge inside of the, uh, yeah, Water car gets approval in europe look at fucking that plus it looks cool that's gonna as kill weight
3: it's gonna kill the middle east huh
2: it's gonna kill everything dude Th- those people are dead it's gonna kill them they're gonna say we turned out it does not work <laughs> <laughs> this fucking car is gonna be able to you're gonna be able to fill up at the ocean
0: yeah you know what now that's interesting because if this catches on then we're gonna just empty our oceans out because we're using an oceans as no. fuel right
3: no <laughs> We don't have enough cars for
4: that. Well,
2: that would be good if it coincided with global warming. Then we wouldn't have to worry about beachfront property. Right. We could like keep it stable. If they could manage it like the same way they manage wildlife populations, like manage how much water we pull out of the ocean.
0: It's a pretty car, though.
2: But the people in the Midwest, they're going to have a problem. They're going to need our ocean water. We're going to have to fucking tube it, put a big, it giant it fucking It all sounded pipe. insane at first on Rogan's podcast, and it all came to fruition. But isn't that strange that there, there actually is... I mean, this is a real thing. They actually figured out a way to make a car run out of salt water. Obviously, I'm talking out of my ass because maybe it only works to a certain extent. Maybe it doesn't have a good range, but uh, I think I think it runs like for 300 plus miles. Look at him! It. It's we fucking cool-looking too.
3: Huge performance. We have four engines uh, to 170 kilowatt power. It means 920 horsepower. That's incredible. Oh, well, it's about Look at guy's one
2: one here. I don't trust him at all. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> don't roofy me, you fuck.
3: Over 300 kilometers per hour, and 300, 300 kilometers per hour. That's
2: miles or something like that. Yeah. That's amazing. Wow. God, that's amazing. That's amazing, man. We're g- we live in strange times, man. Fucking strange times. It's weird. It's weird that someone figured that out after all these years. The combustion engine. They figured
3: out how to make one that runs on salt water. I can't imagine that they still don't know how to really desalinate water they do have, they do but we have droughts here why, oh, no. why, is, why does anybody help that with us it's probably it's probably money it's probably really money really expensive issue. It's a, cause you have to make these big
0: ste- pretty much steam factories on the, on the side of the ocean where you, it takes the water in and it steams it and makes it is that how
2: they do it I, yeah if they heat it up yeah
0: I mean they do it they do it like a lot of naval bases and stuff like that but it's really expensive process I I think
2: yeah you would think they would have perfected that by now made it much better yeah yeah. Someone is probably going crazy listening to this right now. That actually knows how they yeah. do it. No. Just
4: that fucking steam. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but, but yeah, you feel like you're right next to the ocean. If you have a water shortage and there's water everywhere, that seems like a, it's got to yeah. be a way to get that into that. Yeah. Hmm. Well, everything's brown over here. Everything's wet over there. If we get that <laughs> over here, everything's green. If they do figure that out, holy shit, where LA be awesome? Oh yeah, be green everywhere. Yeah, people just start living in the jungle out here jungle, jungle right outside of Santa Monica. Jungle boogie, da jungle, jungle boogie. boogie. Uh. Tom Herrera, I know you got to get out of here. You got you got a gig tonight? No, I got
3: people coming over for oh, uh, football. Oh, a little bit of football. The you Eagles know. are playing. Go Birds! You gonna tie one on? No, no. I gotta fly to Toronto tomorrow. Good for you. I don't get the night before. I don't get drunk. Massey Hall tomorrow with Russell. So what are uh, you doing? Not with Russell, with uh, Gabriel. Uh, oh, with they, Gabriel. That's I right. Don't know what, I know we're at Massey Hill, we're at Hamilton, we're at Ottawa. Beautiful. I think we're at Massey Hill well, twice.
2: Glorious, me brother.
3: And, uh... Do you update your uh, website? No, but I have a, a guy that does Twitter, it. though? How do you update Twitter?
2: Do you do it? Yeah. Do you do anything on Dom Twitter? I'm Herrera. Okay. It. I-R-R-E-R-A. Yeah. Not I-R-E-R-R-A. Not, Is there uh, anyone that does that?
3: Oh, yeah. All Do they fuck with you? R, R, R. I told you, you, is know? anyone who has a fake Rare account? That's the other one. I don't know. I should put. Should I put the real Rare? <laughs> no, oh. no. The name's perfect. Make oh. people figure it out. All
2: right, it's not hard. Is that difficult, Brian?
3: No. A lot of people, uh, you know, tech, uh, tweet me because of you. A lot
2: of people tweet me because of you too.
3: I love you, Joey. I love you too, buddy. I too. <laughs> Thanks
2: for having me on, brother. Dude, always a pleasure. My brother. Uh, Brian, anything coming up you got you want to tell people about?
0: Uh, I got a secret show Thursday at the uh, Comedy Store, and I'll be in San Diego.
2: Who
3: is on the secret at the show, here?
0: I don't know yet.
3: Is it a secret?
0: It is. That's ridiculous. Are
3: you at the store in San Diego?
0: No, no. I'll, sto- uh, I'll be, I forget where. I'm going to be with Doug Benson somewhere oh, the cool. day before Thanksgiving.
2: Uh, next Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, I'm at the Ontario Improv. It's almost sold out. Oh, cool. That's uh, the 21st, 22nd, and 23rd. So good! And the 21st is when my uh, new Comedy Central special airs for the first time that Friday night on uh, Comedy Central. That's why it's Comedy Central special. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, what is Friday and Saturday the dates? The 21st, 22nd You're at the
3: end. of November. Okay. Yeah. Where you at? A, a bananas.
2: Bananas. In, South,
3: in uh Hasbro Heights. Beautiful. All
2: right, Damarera. I love John. the fucking shit out of you. you. You're too, the best. Brother. You're the best. Come on, it was fun. It was fun. And uh, we're going to put that song online, folks, too, so you can get a hold of some glorious Damarera tunes. All right. Until then, much love. Big kiss. Daniele Bolelli tomorrow.